Hey guys, welcome back to Resistance Chicks. We're your hosts, Leah and Michelle. It's a Sunday, the 22nd of January. Breaking news. Yeah. And I do mean breaking. Mm -hmm. We had an explosion in our home last night. We came home to the carnage of red brain splatter looking. It's more like purple. It looked like brains. Which brains, I don't know are, if they are red. But um, late last night, coming down the stairs to the basement in the studio here, and I look on the table, and one of our jars, canned jars of blackberry jam that we had staged to be put away had exploded everywhere. Now, here's the good news, though. And unbelievably, the jar itself didn't move. The band on the jar exploded from the gases, like expanded enough to come off of the threads of the glass jar. <laughs> the lid goes flying up, hits the ceiling. You guys have to watch. We literally went live before we cleaned it up on Facebook. And um, Patriot Gallery has downloaded that puppy and put it everywhere. Um, I'm in my pajamas, this giant sweatshirt. The reel makes me look like I'm Jabba the Hutt. But that's okay. It's worth it because it's so good. Uh, you have to tune in and watch that. Now, this past week have been jam-packed with interviews for us. Not, inter not just interviews, but shows that we have done. So the one that I didn't get to highlight on Friday, which I'm sad that I didn't, is... Uh, our interview with our friend Jimmy Alexander from Lazarus Life Ministries. If you know someone mm. who suffers or has suffered from addiction of any kind, but specifically drugs, but or, any kind. And family members. Or if you have a, if a family because member. that 
is there there are people who suffer with drug addiction mm-hmm. and then there's like 20 times that number of people he's he's a young man members of people who suffer with drug addiction yeah and i say that because we met him as a young man like nine years ago (laughs) but uh he has a ministry now we met him when we were working at teen challenge and he was there going through teen challenge his testimony is going to absolutely blow you away this is one of my absolute favorite interviews that we've done in a long time uh you will walk away just just so encouraged then we were on with pete santilli this week then on Wednesday, we did one of my favorites, which is, um, I forget the exact title, but Biblical Education, the Founding Fathers, the whole nine yards. Leah literally just pulled this episode out of a hat and we went live with it and it was so, so good. Um, so I want to encourage you guys to go and tune. And then also the Reawaken Tour streamed on our platform yesterday and on Friday. So you can watch all of that. We are actually going to show you a clip from that today. Katie Hopkins spoke on Friday evening while we were going live. Actually, I cut her off, so that's not that's not actually on our video version of it. So, um, but we're going to show that to you because I love that she has come over from the UK and is speaking to these uh, patriots traveling the country. But we, I have so much to tell you. I'm going to try to get it at the front of the show. Um, we're doing an event with Coach Dave Dobemeyer in March right here in Ohio, uh, close to where we live. And um, it's going to have Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, attorney Tom Renz, Dr. Carrie Madej. Yeah. These amazing girls called the Resistance Chicks. Who are they? Never heard of them. They're a couple of sisters. More sisters. That's all we need. (laughs) So I want you guys to go to Coach Dave Live dot com forward slash events or you can find it on all of our platforms and i'm going to make sure that i I put it in the, the description of today's show and uh check it out we're gonna be telling you about that for the next two months so you can plan to come but not only that on friday oh it's a two-day event and on friday during the day everyone is is encouraged to either go to the creation museum or the ark encounter okay both of those are about 45 minutes to an hour from the location of where we're going to be holding the conference. Um, So Friday during the day, you're going to go and do one of those things. And then in the evening, we'll have speakers on Friday. And then all day during the day on Saturday, we're going to have speakers. And it's going to be a really immersive experience. I think each speaker is going to be given two hours. And that includes questions and answering. So what I love about that is a lot of times we go to these places and you get 10 minutes from 10 Penny. You get 10 minutes from Renz. You get 10 minutes from a day. You get 10 minutes from Coach or Resistance Chicks or whatever. And they never get to dive into anything. And you never get to talk to the audience. So this is a literal conference um so if you want to come to beautiful ohio in march march 24th and 25th check it out we want to see you guys they're very excited about that and then also and this is really important we i just found out that the reawaken tour in miami is going to be happening this exact same weekend you didn't hear it from me but you did you're going to want to come to our event instead even though they're going down to some trump thing in miami yada 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 i get it whatever um, but go to resistancechicks.com and register for free tickets to the old school survival boot camp. Um, it is going to be a three day immersive experience where you can learn how to do anything that you ever wanted to know how to do survival prepping home setting. And I mean that butchering chickens, 
you've heard us say it so many times. I'm 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 losing my brain here. Foraging, soap making, sauerkraut, first aid, bushcrafting. So go to resistancechicks.com and in the upper right hand corner there's a banner that says click here for the old school survival uh boot camp giveaway. You click on that. Scroll down and you have a chance, you can enter into a chance to win a, a three-day pass right here. So you just kind of fill this form out. But everything that you want to, to know about this event is right there on resistancechicks.com. So I wanted to kind of get these things, not out of the way, but kind of at the start of today's show. So we can just dive right in because the world news that we have for you is just absolutely incredible. Greta Thunberg, Thunberg, Greta, arrested, shocker, amazing, staged event there davos and the world elites and uh jacinda the cocaine sniffing <laughs> prime minister there in new zealand yeah that one tearfully resigned this week <laughs> i have to go because i have a problem yeah you gotta go you gotta go, <laughs> sorry. You gotta go girl you got yourself a problem i got a problem you and got a problem the davos world elites um yeah. we've got some highlights from that did you see the jim the jim carrey the john carrey Clip I played at the start there. Oh, hey, yeah. Hey, uh, you know that uh, we've lost 50% of species in the world. 50% species. The planet's gone. basically empty. Uh, it's actually 0.7. Species extinct. And, 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 and you know, you can make a mistake, give her a point or two. You know what I mean? But that's a pretty big percentage there. Yeah, but I would like to start with the, the, the most important story that I have today. Breaking news. The things that you people in the UK focus on <laughs> is absolutely hilarious to me. Okay. You had um, a guy in the UK cabinet who broke lockdown mm. because he was having an Hang affair. On, wait, wait, wait. You can't compare that to what you're about to tell no, these people. Follow me. I'm following. Who's having an affair. Yes. Big deal. Okay. With somebody who's mm. married. <laughs> And they're both married. Right. But this guy, what's his name? Which one is it, guys? Tell me which I one is it. I can't remember. I don't even know if Barry's here yet. But this guy is still, he's back in government. Right. Okay? Because to you people in the UK, having an affair isn't a fireable offense. It's actually breaking the rules. The, like, the, it's all about the rules. Don't so you break the Johnson rules. Can, can, you know, allow in illegal immigrants. Right. Not get Brexit done. Mm -hmm. um, have bad hair. Have bad hair. Be a globalist elite. Yeah. Liar pants um, on fire. Side with the green agenda people and go full tilt liberal. Mm -hmm. But dude holds a little Christmas party when everybody else is locked down and he must resign. Must do it. Okay. So this is a headline this week. I'm going to pull it up. Okay. That y'all are talking about. And it's it because for some reason you guys are literally like I'm gonna tell on you. You are the tattletales na, 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 of the world. What is going on? Somebody explain to me the outrage police. Let's be clear UK, though. We have there's no love lost for us and Rishi Sunak. No, but here's the thing. This guy is unelected. He sides with the elites. He, he uh, parties in beaches with bikini-clad chicks. He's a computer. He wants uh, digital currency. You mean he's a robot? He's a robot. He's a computer. <laughs> he's a... But here's the headline. Here it comes. 
Prime Minister Sunak, unelected, by the way, hmm. he actually ran for prime minister. He lost. He caused the chick before him, uh, uh, Liz Trust, to re resign, and then he gets in by default. He's fined. The prime minister, here's the thing, because nobody is above the law. He's fined for not wearing a seatbelt after outing himself on social media. Prime Minister Richie Sunak has been um, fined for not wearing a seatbelt after he posted a video on social media. You can play the video of the of the crime happening. In real time. <laughs> if you have children in the room, remove them from the room. Oh, wait a minute. Hi. Oh, One my, of my gosh. promises to you was to grow the economy. And today we're announcing the second round of allocations from our leveling up fund. And that's about investing in local areas in order to create jobs and help deliver on that promise to boost growth. I am appalled, actually, that he would dare post a video like that um, with himself without a seatbelt. He seat has belt. taken it down. And He's he taken the video down. Issued an apology. So sorry. Um, and uh, he was trying to promote his government's leveling up strategy. What if he was and just wearing was an a seatbelt across has, the stomach? And he has like, now just been not... fined. A hundred pounds, which can rise to 500 pounds if the matter is taken to court. Responding to the fine, Nigel Farage says, I've been filling I have been filming videos in the car for years, but never without a seatbelt. Prime Minister, stop trying to look normal. You are not. Um, again, Boris Johnson resigned over Partygate. And, and to put I think that Rishi Sunak should resign over this. I because, do. I mean, uh, it, it, this is... Just straight up in the face of every UK citizen that is required to wear a seatbelt um, by law. I think that there was a different crime that's even worse. I, I, I know you keep, keep your children out of the room for this next crime. Okay. Okay, because it keeps getting worse. Oh, man. Worse than the seatbelt by the prime minister. Worse? Oh, Richard, uh, oh. Robert Pattinson from The Twilight, from many movies, from the new Harry Batman, Potter. is wearing a skirt at the Dior Paris Fashion Week, but it's not just a skirt. He's wearing some sort of faux leather, what looks to be a women's jacket, and what looks to be his grandma's drapes, and his grandma's boots. So he looks to be like a Russian babushka. Going out to feed the chickens in the middle of winter. The only thing he's missing is a nice furry hat. So, is he going to feed the chickens? Or is he are at... those muck boots? The fashion... I think those are muck boots. That's when... I, I don't know what they are, but they look to be muck boots. Definitely, I'm feeling the muck boots. So, I, that's, I think they must have gone through, you know, some of, you know, 1800s pictures of, of, of women. Is it kind of more like a kilt? No. Is he Scottish? No. No and no. It's a, it's a skirt. No, it's a skirt. Kind of looks not... like it could be kilty. But offsetting with the jacket. Looks warm. Looks nice and soft and cozy. Okay, so scale of one to ten, crime. Crime and with ten. Now, on an actually serious note. Oh, this is terrible. Um, and now it, we gotta get this serious. is this is actually real. An army veteran has been fined because in the UK, not only do they, even when the rule is stupid, 
the world has a hard time saying that a, a rule is stupid, except when it came to the mandates. Right. Okay. So in order to keep people away from abortion clinics, they don't want women to be harassed on the way in and out. Well, there's public sidewalks on the way, right? So they can't just arrest everybody who's around. They should just arrest everybody who's just loitering outside for more than like five minutes. But even if you're under the five minutes, right? if you admit to thinking a prayer in a certain vicinity around an abortion clinic, you can, it is a crime. And you can be does defined. This, or does this not fall under like freedom of religion? Do you guys, don't you guys have that in the UK? Scroll down. Let's play the, the. No, they don't. They really don't. They lost it a long time ago. Even though it's a Christian country, you can't even say that homosexuality is a sin. We just wanted to sort of come over and just say hello in the first instance, but sure. also just inquire to, you know, to your activities for today. Well, I'm praying. Um, just for your awareness, you are in an area which is governed by a public space protection order. I don't I, know if you're aware I am aware. of that public space protection yeah. order. Um, they also call it a safe zone. There are signs located in the area, uh, just to make you aware of that and the area where certain activities are prevented. Sure, yeah. Um, in terms of that, um, can I ask what is the, the nature of your prayer today? What is the nature of that? I'm praying for my son. I don't want to pray, but I don't want to sort of um, ask you to elaborate yeah. on that. But um, sure. uh, at the same time, it would be remiss of me to sort of yeah. not mention the, like I say, the area of the activity. Sure. Um, in terms of that, there is a clause within the public space around prayer. Yes. Why don't they just say people can't be around? Because the whole idea of getting somebody for praying is absurd. Like, I understand you can't loiter around the area. That that would make sense. You know, traffic-wise, people, congestion, you know. Um, but the he was, he was, the footage is emerged of Adam Smith Connor. He was fined while praying for his son who died of an abortion. 22 years ago outside an abortion facility in Bournemouth. There you go. Thank you. The army veteran was approached by these were community safety accredited officers. So not actually police. I'm not trying to but judge a but a butch. 
Freudian, Freudian slip there, a book by its cover there. But uh, the fact that the other dude wasn't doing the talking and it was the lady that, you know, she just kind of has this look about her. So the, the yeah, exactly. Descend. This feminist look about her. Thank uh, you. That's an excellent way of putting it. The public spaces protection order prohibits protests outside of the clinic in question. But it's not a protest so, to pray. So put into place in October last year, it prohibits engaging in an act of approval or disapproval or attempted act of approval or disapproval with respect to issues related to abortion services by any means. This includes but is not limited to graphic, verbal, or written means or counseling. Okay. The buffer zone order also prohibits audible prayer, reciting scripture. This is one of my favorites. Sprinkling holy water. Now, not the holy if water. you drop your water bottle and it has not been blessed, you You're shall good. not be fined. Right. If you kind of, if you got your hand wet in water, because that's something that you would normally do, and you kind of Holy pretended to flick it on the ground, if it wasn't consecrated water, they actually hold to some power in the, in holy, the water. holy water. And I love how she was asking, like, like she had to ask why he was praying. What what is the nature of your prayer? Because if the nature of your prayer is in I'm protest, praying for the birds. Right. You could stay. Right. Very strange. Or, or what if he what if he had been there to just say, I am praying to God that every woman that comes in here has a wonderful abortion. No, because they approval or disapproval. Oh, you can't approve abortion. Approve or, or disapprove. disapprove. Okay. Yeah. So this is also a favorite one. Um, you cannot cross yourself in the restricted area. You cannot make the sign of the cross. Now I didn't know that this was in if this was one of those like criminal offenses, but my mom was praying one day when she was at work, and uh, she went past a, a, a young man, and it was not directed at him, and she was praying, and she silently made the sign of the cross. She was taken up to HR, Human Resources, because they thought that she for, was making the sign of the cross because at them. this person was wearing like a pentagram, so it was like a holy war. Yeah, well, see part. your pentagram. Boom, baby. <laughs> Take it. Mm, and I got some holy water. Boom. <laughs> Watch me pray. <laughs> Feel it. Feel it coming at you. Laser eyes. I'll pray with my eyes open. Mmm. Mmm. Can you feel it? Wow, Leah. Okay. Okay. This is this is the ridiculousness of this. Are you praying? What are you praying about? What are you praying about with your son? Because she, he didn't say my son had abortion or anything. So she's like, I don't mean to pry, but I does got your to son know. have something to do with abortion with around the, the facility? around this facility? That it, is. And she's got this, like, kind of smirky smile on her face. Like, she, she, she knows how ridiculous this whole thing is. So Adam says, um, I would never have imagined being in a position to risk a criminal record for praying silently this is something that happens like in torture chambers like in, in, in china are you praying they smack you on the head are you praying and here's yeah. the thing about christians like they're not gonna lie yeah so yeah i'm praying 
Who are you praying to? Praying to Jesus. What are you praying for? To end abortion. Okay, boom, fine. Going to jail. In the past, I assisted with abortions in hospital as part of my army medical training. No way. But now I pray for those who perform abortions because I realize how harmful abortion is to women and families and that every single human life is valuable no matter how small. Most of all, I'm moved to pray because of what happened to my son, Jacob. He went on to say that his decision to drive and pay for his then-girlfriend to have an abortion 22 years ago was a pivotal moment in his life, and that he has since gone on to grieve for assisting in the death of his son. The case follows a similar incident in which the director of the UK March for Life, Isabel, uh, was arrested while she claimed that she might have been silently praying outside an abortion facility. We covered that. According to the face-based legal advocacy group, ADFUK, um, Isabel is due to appear before the Birmingham Magistrates Court on uh, February 2nd for allegedly violating the order. The group claimed that she has uh, been charged with, which pro with protesting and engaging in an act that is intimidating to service users. However, um, ADF UK asserted that after the, the public order was put into place, she only ever prayed outside the clinic while it was closed and therefore reject the notion that she could have intimidated any woman into trying to get an abortion. Jeremiah from getting an abortion. Uh, Iga Bull, a legal counsel for the ADF UK, which is representing Smith Connor in his legal challenge against the fine, said in a statement, nobody should be criminalized for what they believe, especially not when they express the belief silently That's in the privacy the all, of their own so, minds. So from what I'm, I'm gathering from this case, is How do he you was praying it? silently. How do you prove this, by the way? This is just your word. You admitted to this. There's no crime. But even committed. if you hang on though, even if you admit to what you were praying about, if you're praying in your mind, then there's no action of protest. Mm -hmm. That's what this is absolutely ridiculous and, and, and wholly absurd. But here's and this is why this is the power of prayer is so incredible. That when you go to a place like this, or you're in your own prayer closet, wherever you're praying. There is a literal unseen force that is happening. Mm. And so by putting this public order into place and then by actively criminalizing this guy, what they are doing on the law books is, is asserting that prayer is a powerful force. Absolutely. Because if they didn't believe in the power of prayer, then what goes on in your mind wouldn't matter. Bingo. Harry Krishna. Harry I thought, Krishna. Like I was just, I was outside. Is that going to do What's anything? the difference between I was standing outside of the abortion clinic thinking mm -hmm. versus praying? Prayer is an action and prayer produces results. That is why they're trying to. Wow. So it. what if he just said, I was thinking about my son? I was thinking about my son. But no, as soon as you say, I'm talking to God. Boom. That's actually, you're having communication with the higher power that cannot be happening here. So let me tell you, you're how opening to... up the windows of heaven above this abortion clinic. We cannot have that. Close those windows, son. Close them now. Let me tell you how to get around. I feel some God's rays shining on my head right now. This, I... is, this is what I would, wait, this is what I would have told the police officers. And arrest me now because I'm going to pray for you too. <laughs> but seriously, this is what I would have said. Now, hindsight, right? Not, in the, I don't think I would have thought of this in the moment. Knowing the rules, knowing the laws, you know, whatever, I would have just kind of, kind of taken the crazy route 
and just said, I'm talking to my best friend. I'm just standing here talking to my best friend. I'm just talking to my best friend. Just talking to my best friend. What yeah. best? And the lady would be like, what's your, what? Your best friend, what best friend, you know? He's in my head. He's in my head. My best friend's in my head and I'm talking to him. You can call it multiple personalities you call it what if you, you want. want. You can call it what you want. Yeah, all right. So if you go to that article and you um, you scroll down, uh, there's a, a cool clip here that we played a little bit of. And we'll play a little bit of this from a, a, a UK pro-life activist. I want you to know there are good pro-life people in the UK. We've seen protest movements have a significant impact on policy from Extinction Rebellion and Black Lives Matter. Yes. Do, do you guys hope to replicate that from another direction? Absolutely. Yeah, it's funny. We've actually already been confused from Extinction Rebellion a couple of times, which is a good thing. Um, so, yeah, we're hoping to get as big, if not bigger than them um, and really, really um, influence our country in the knowledge and helping them see that abortion isn't a solution to the world's problems. It's not a solution to anything and it does more harm than good. And we know this because we have people, everyone knows someone who's had an abortion. And I guarantee you, every single person who's had an abortion will say it wasn't a great experience. It was a really tough decision. I was coerced into it. You know, we know people who are saying these things and it's now time to start hearing their voices and actually seeing abortion for what it is, a crime against humanity. So good. Boom. Yes, so good. All right, you know, this is another law that's actually getting ready. Um, I don't know if, is it on the books or is it getting ready to be on the books? A ban on gay and transgender conversion therapy planned by the UK's conservative party, by the way, risks making spiritual guidance and certain private prayer illegal. A Christian think tank has warned again with the thinking. Okay. <laughs> now, remember, if you think that you are in the wrong body, this is a thing that is happening in your mind. Mm -hmm. Okay. Many things happen in our mind. Depression, happiness, joy. If you Confusion. don't, here's the thing. What if you didn't want to be happy and you went to a Satanist to make you unhappy? Okay. Could you ban that for conversion therapy? Would you ban the, the thought therapy there? Maybe. This is very strange. Yeah. Right? But that would not, I mean, we would, we, we would need to ban that if that led to a you know, you cutting off body parts now. Well, but, but, and this goes to any kind of, you know, drug addiction, depression. If you are depressed about, you know, you know, whatever, why won't, why, why don't we just ban people getting help for being depressed? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, um, conversion. Or weight loss. Yeah, exactly. Saying that such, uh, yeah. Why would you, you should ban, uh, Weight Watchers because that's fat phobic. That's a great alliteration. Okay. Fat I've never said that out loud, actually. You are fat phobic. I've read it, but I've never said it out loud. It's, it's kind of fun to say. Fat phobic. <laughs> I don't like the word fat, so Shalita it's doesn't let us say that word. No, because that doesn't sound, that's not fun to say that. To say the Christian Institute at UK-based religious think tank has slammed the conservative party's attempt to ban this therapy. Um, and uh, saying that it would make certain religious practices illegal, okay? There are scriptures in the Bible that talk about lying, cheating, homosexuality, and you go to church, and you have all kinds of help for everything. How far does this go, by the way? Is this I'm this is within to, the church. I'm going to try to figure it out. Aimed at being passed this year, the ban is one of the latest pro-transgender and LGBT moves by the Tory party. The Tory party. Here's the thing. Y'all lost your party. You've lost it more than any Republican Party could. I, we thought I, I thought we've lost ours 
Yours has you gone full labor. I don't party. labor doesn't even exist right now. You're just one uniparty because the green agenda, <laughs> they pretend to be against mass migration, but they're for it. There's nothing that labor and Tory parties, the Tory, Tory party, the disagree, party, the Tory party, yeah, disagree with, except, and I'll get to another, another little thing. Um, just because they want to stick it to Scotland, your wee little prime minister, what do they call her? Wee little, oh, uh, yeah. Sturgeon mm -hmm. in Scotland has proposed a gender law that would make it so that children could change their gender, like at 16 without parent approval. Um, and that goes against a certain law in the UK and it's a sticky situation where um, Richie Sunak is actually standing up for what seems to be right, but really because they don't want Scotland to have a law that is against UK law because mm -hmm. anyways, that's that to the side. You're basically one party. <laughs> Westminster must not introduce a totalitarian ban that criminalizes everyday church activity, one member said. Uh, it must be crystal clear that it will respect religious freedom and not cave into demands and ba to ban prayer, preaching, pastoral care, and Christian parenting. But you know what? There are some people who aren't even Christians who don't want to be gay. And maybe they want to find a way out. Why can't... That's what really bothers me, though. If you can find people to, to help you to become transgender, why can't you find people... They're not. You can ban it. Be I, I would understand it being forced, but why just anybody who's offering a service? Why would you ban that? Well, we it, know it's why. It's a service. I think you mean how can you? Not because we know can why. You? We know why. Anybody? Here's the thing. If you if this just doesn't make sense. No, 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 no. Because because people who think they're gay, they're just all gay, and there's no way out. Well, how do you know there's no way out? I know plenty of. I don't personally know plenty, but I have come across several. I, but and I, I have seen plenty online of ex-gay people who are like, I'm not gay anymore. Right. And I actually have met them, okay, in person. Um, so do they expect police, prosecutors, and courts to decide which kinds of prayer are criminal and which are not? Most people would be horrified by the prospect of someone being convicted for praying the wrong kind of prayer. We're actually learning this is happening in the UK. We must not allow activists to exploit legitimate concerns as a cover for pursuing anti-religious agendas. In a separate statement, um, they said they also accused those backing the measures. Come here, buddy. To render come here, again. Come here, buddy. To render certain uh, Christian beliefs illegal. Activists used to say they wanted to outlaw brutal abuse like electroshock therapy. But that's already illegal. Exactly. Now they're admitting what they really want to outlaw is traditional theology and gender critical okay. feminism. They are profoundly intolerant. They don't like the ideas of churches praying prayers they don't agree with. It isn't like some prayers aren't always already are already being criminalized. Okay. So that there you go. Now you can have your, your thoughts on this. We have, we have a, you're going to start typing on the, the keyboard. We have a puppy coming, trying to get up here with us. I know. He's a big one. He's too. a big guy. All right. So my thoughts on that. Let me just read this one he's from uh, Britt Baza. That poisoned dwarf... I can't even say it. That poisoned dwarf sturgeon is basically under investigation for fraud and trying to subvert the news of the police investigation into her um, by bringing in this controversial law. Uh, Come here. Uh, Stephen Ainsworth says, uh, I know there are nothing more than a big turd burger pollutions. 
Jim West says, labor just has some more wackos that are happy to openly admit what they are wanting to do. Tories do it quietly. That's a good point. James says, Brits have lost a lot with the fools that they have running their country. I couldn't agree more. Um, so no, my thoughts on this are, are, are very basic. You are infringing on freedom of religion when you try to ban people helping other people with something that is fundamental to your religious belief and practice. Mm. And that's this, I, I mean, I hope that this gets taken to the highest of high, honestly, because this, this is, again, going against basic human rights. Mm. So um, this is an interesting story. I don't really know much about this artist in the UK. His name, you guys are going to probably oh get my gosh, in on. trouble. Let's just, don't start off by saying I know. that. That's embarrassing. So David Crosby is a uh, award-winning singer-songwriter. Of Crosby, Stills, and Nash that everybody has always heard of. Yeah, you guys do. And the birds. No, not just people in the UK. The entire world okay, knows I'm about just Crosby, saying. Stills. Okay. And the birds. And, and the birds. He died <clears throat> this week. But on Wednesday, somebody had tweet, um, somebody had tweeted out, not looking good, can we go to heaven with tattoos? It's interesting because something that comes up under that under Google is people with tattoos will not go to heaven. People who drink alcohol will not go to heaven. People who eat too much pork, too much pork, will also not go to heaven. Short people will also not go to heaven. Okay. And David Crosby tweeted out, I heard the place is overrated, dot, 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 cloudy. And he died the next day. Oh, dear. Crazy. That is really crazy. He responded to a tweet when asked uh, what the best Beatles song was. And he replied, Rigby. Um, this two-time Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, known as much for his alternative guitar tunings and harmonies, he died at 81. And uh, so he wrote the uh, Mr. Tambourine Man and turn, turn, turn. So I just felt like that was interesting. Um, thou Don't mock shalt God. Mock the Lord thy God. Yeah. All right. Um, next story here. Toadzilla. Huh? We're going down under. Giant Australian cane toad could weigh in as the world's largest. Everything is big in Australia. Poisonous cane toads included. Especially poisonous cane toads. Yeah, let's just play this, right? Yes. Oh, oh my gosh. Is it hissing? I don't no, okay, no, okay. no. Okay, scroll down. There's another video. Okay. Okay, scroll down. Here we go. Rangers conducting track work in Queensland's Whitsunday region have found a monster cane toad. After weighing monster. the pest, it's, well, <laughs> it's believed it could be the largest of its kind on record. Park Ranger Kylie Gray was part of the team who found the cane toad and says she was oh, <laughs> shocked by the size. We weighed her when we got back to base late that afternoon and we got her at 2.7 kilos, which was um, which just shocked us absolutely, just blew us away. Um, we measured her, we got, I think, 255 mil, but um, I believe the Queensland Museum will be doing their measurements when, when they receive it. Um, our wildlife don't, um, you know, can't tolerate their, their poisons, unfortunately. So they are very, very invasive. They breed horribly fast and they wipe out, um, you know, native frog populations. And our concern with the toad, especially that size, is what has she been eating? 
Whoa, what has she been eating? Such an excellent question. Five pounds. Holy moly. So how big are they supposed to be? 5.8 pounds. Five and a half pounds. What's the average cane toad size? That's what I would like to know. I don't know. Toadzilla, but watch out. Everything's crazy and scary in Australia. It's biblical. All right, we skipping ahead or no? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna skip on um, ahead here. All right, do you guys? Uh, I want to go to this article here. Remember when we were talking about the the corruption scandals with the MEPs in the European Union? Well, you've got one ex-socialist MEP who admits guilt in the bribery scandal, and he promises to share revealing details of EU corruption. This is exactly what I would do. Blowing the whistle, baby. In this situation, once you're caught, Pierre Antonio Panzeri, you could at least blow the whistle and then kind of find some redemption or just go down with the ship. I'm I'm saying blow the whistle, man. He's a former MEP for the left-wing socialist group within the European Parliament. He reportedly pleaded guilty to playing a part in the bribery scandal, plaguing Brussels, nicknamed Qatar Gate. Uh, due to the scandal allegedly evolving EU representatives re- representatives taking large amounts of cash is found in their drawers and their underwear drawers and under beds and, and couches. Um, just really to make them look good. Mm. Okay. The allegations of criminal collusion and bribery has uh, greatly damaged the public perception of the European Parliament. European Parliament. Here's, it's, I just love the things that make you go, hmm. hmm. Like, not that they're a totalitarian, overarching group that controls if you can make cheese in France, and if they're making cheese, a certain kind of cheese in France, and you can't make the same cheese in Romania, and, and you can't make wine in 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 Slovakia because you, you got this guy over here in Hungary doing... I mean, it's like, you, you so much control of everything in your everyday lives, but the bribery with we Qatar... Draw. The line. It's just weird where y'all draw the line. Okay. Um, so we've got uh, mostly left-wing politicians in Europe. Huh, go figure. With the most notable individual implicated being socialist Eva uh, Kaylee, a former vice president of the parliament, who has since been stripped of her position and put behind bars while awaiting trial. Going to now jail, another lady. socialist figure, Pierre Antonio uh, Penzeri, has also been, I'm sure he's a Greek or Italian, has been confirmed to have been involved in the scandal. Okay, there's a plea deal going on. He acknowledges to have participated in acts of corruption, whatever those acts are. He also acknowledges participating in a criminal organization. And according to the terms used by the public prosecutor's office, he acknowledged being the leader of one of the leaders of the criminal, uh, or one of the leaders of the criminal organization. What's more, Panzeri has also reportedly vowed to share revealing details. I'm just going to spill it all. It's all coming out. I hope he does. Coming to the light at the end of 2022, Qatargate scandal could likely not come at a worse time for EU authorities who spent a large portion of last year accusing other officials of corruption like Poland and Hungary. Such accusations have largely largely been undermined by recent investigations by authorities with police in uh, Belgium finding huge stacks of cash hidden in bags and suitcases. With left wing, with multiple left wing politicians having now been forced to step back from their positions over the scandal, many of those frequently lambasted by the union in the past have used Qatargate as an opportunity to strike back, including our favorite Victor Orban, 
making multiple pop shots there. The recent European Parliament scandal is revealing, he wrote. The EP's anti-corruption safeguards have failed miserably. If we want to restore public trust, it's time to abolish the European Parliament. He is, he is anti. He's, he's, uh, he's everybody leaving the EU. The EU. He has since joked that um, ever uh, with ever more left-wing MEPs being implicated in the scandal by the day, there may soon um, be enough EU officials behind bars to start a sports team. Ah. At this rate, soon there'll be enough corrupt MEPs behind bars to form their own football team in prison. They could even make it to the Euro 2024 football tournament. Oh, my gosh. This is awesome. I know. All right. Here Corrupt it comes. Corrupt politicians. Wait for this Crackhead one. Jacinda. Jacinda. Now, we don't just call her that. She's got some nose issues. She could watch her face change over time. It's really sad what happened, whatever. I am happy for her. Like, you know, when people get a new job or they get married or they get help. Moving on to a new season in your life should be congratulated. So I would like to be the first in America here to congratulate Jacinda for moving on. I think it's it's time and I, I want to offer her our very best wishes of getting help and finding Jesus to get, get set free from the problem that you very clearly have amongst many others, I would say. Amongst uh, many others. Let me just find... Um... My last, the third from last tweet here. Just a reminder of who she was. Lockdown, just in here. A number of questions about people um, refuse, you know, what do we do if someone refuses to be tested? Well, they can't now. If someone refuses in our um, facilities to be tested, they have to keep staying. So they won't be able to leave after 14 days. They have to stay on for another 14 days. So it's a pretty good incentive. You either get your tests done and make sure you're cleared, or we will keep you in a facility longer. So I think people, most people will look at that and say, I'll take the, I'll take the test. So you test. need to be in a facility too. She really does. All right, go to my, go, go to my Twitter profile. I thought I had tweeted this out, but you need to hear her crying resignation well, here. I'm just so sad that I got caught and I've got issues and I just have to go now. I just hat. I want to finish with a simple thank you to New Zealanders for giving me this opportunity to serve and to take on what has and will always be the greatest role of my life. I hope in return, I leave behind a belief that you can be kind but strong, empathetic but decisive, optimistic but focused, that you can be your own kind of leader, one that knows when it's time to go. All right, so Leah had a video playing in the background there. Um, for my part, no, we, we saw you from your part. You from your part. Um, here, let's, uh, I got a couple, oh, go ahead, give some commentary on them. No, I just, I, I get that she's emotional about it, and I think that what her emotion depicts is the fact that this is not of her choosing. And as we all know, when you make decisions in your life that are crummy ones, and you get caught up, and, and you just, yeah, you know, walk through the wrong doors... It's going to come back around and bite you in the booty. And then you live to regret it when you're an adult. Now, Jacinda is an adult and making childlike teenage decisions that yeah. are coming back to bite her in the hiney. Exactly. Coming back to bite her in so the... So she will be... Reg she'll have her 20-year regrets, you know, later in life. Yeah, I'm sure of it. All right. Let's hear some commentary here on this. Uh, Sweet. The Kiwi Mussolini. Sorry. 
the smiling tyrant, the grinning dictator, the laughing autocrat, Jacinda Ardern, the super woke New Zealand premier, is no more. Well, she hasn't died. In a statement as fake as that platinum grin of hers, she said that she doesn't have the energy to be prime minister anymore, that mm. there isn't enough in the tank. Well, what she's actually lost is not energy, of course. Politicians don't retire. She's lost public support. She was going to lose the next election. Why? To be fair, if she has an addiction and she's not eating, she literally could just be tired. I'm just too tired. I've, I've cried tired tears. Yeah. Because she turned her once great and, of course, beautiful country, New Zealand, into a hellish police state in which neighbours were told not to talk to each other and the unvaccinated were told that they would be hunted down. She became the flag bearer for China's zero COVID approach and reflects, in my view, everything that was wrong with the global pandemic response. She would argue that her policies saved lives. And given the gushing tributes, it's clear she's a popular and admired figure for many around the world, offering a different way of doing politics. But I'll take the old way of doing politics, if you don't mind, given that this new style of politician was linked to the World Economic Forum's globalist agenda. In office, she enthusiastically partnered with China on trade, leaving her ethics at the door. She was a politician who smiled when she happily confirmed that unvaccinated people would be treated as second-class citizens. And she told the public to stop reading any information about the pandemic that didn't come straight from the government. She famously said that her government was the only source of truth. Words that could comfortably it's result... very strange to me how people like Kamala Harris and Jacinda smile so much. Mm. I don't have so, it in me. Like, I'm a happy person. I got the love of Jesus, but I don't know how they... So, but this, in this one, she's, she's crying. So, we're going to do a body language thing here. So, New Zealand has had their Prime Minister, Jacinda Arden, resign. I was like, oh, wow. What if she's unexpected? I'm entering now my sixth year in office. In fact, my sixth year in office. We're going to go by this step by step for a moment because what she does at the end is kind of like, what the actual? My sixth year in office. Mouth does not go tight lipped. That does not stress. She is dancing around the podium. We do suspect at times that the, she sniffs things, druggish kind of things, but we don't know. Each of these years, I have given my absolute all. My absolute all. Then she goes, tight lipped. I was like, oh, okay. By the time she gets to the end of this, where she's in mourning, it's almost like monkey face because it is so tight and the way her jawline is and her mouth stretches over it. I believe that leading a country is the most privileged job anyone could ever have, but also one of the more challenging. You cannot and should not do it unless you have a full tank. Plus, a bit in reserve for those unexpected challenges. Full tank, no stress in the mouth. She looks around, no stress in the mouth when she sits there and says, when you need more for those unexpected challenges, no stress in the mouth then. We get the same stress of her dancing around and she's giving a good eye contact to the audience, which happens to be reporters. So I did find that kind of odd. It's like, okay, full tank. It seems to be symbolizing something. And I don't mean energy levels. 
and it does not stress her. If I tell you I just don't have a full tank and I'm referencing energy levels, and this is something as we find out later, as she goes through it, she's very upset about, that whole concept of the energy levels, that full tank, would come through the stress because the mouth is speaking it, therefore the mind is thinking about the stress behind it so that you should see the stress because it's being reminded of, oh my gosh, but we don't see that. So that is why I lean to this being a symbolism of something. This summer, I had hoped to find a way to prepare not just for another year, but another term, because that is what this year requires. I have not been able to do that. All right, so I have not been able to do that. And you see her right arm kind of do a twist motion. There is more angst. Now we see some pause because this is where the mind is beginning to break down. I'm not going to be prime minister, which makes me think someone told her no. And so today I'm announcing that I will not be seeking re-election. The mouth is starting to go very stressed. And as you obviously hear, and everybody knows, she's having her breakdown moment. That's the Captain Obvious. But as we go forward with that full tank on our mind. And then my term as Prime Minister will conclude no later than the 7th of February. This has been the most fulfilling five and a half years of my life. She was pretty but fulfilled But it has also had its challenges. It's a happy time. Amongst an agenda focused her. on housing, child poverty, and climate change, we encountered a major biosecurity incursion. Oh, that was fun. A domestic terror event. A major that natural disaster, a global pandemic, and an economic crisis. Wow. The decisions so that have had to be made have been continual, and they have been waiting. But I'm not leaving because it was hard. Had that been the case, I probably would have departed two months into the job. I am leaving because with such a privileged role comes responsibility. So I'm watching that, watching that, watching that, trying to see what is going on in her brain. Responsibility, blah, 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 blah. She goes to doing and she's dancing around it. And she literally takes her eyes away from her audience and looks over to the side for this, probably trying to stop from crying which then makes me sit there and think there was a no in there. This is not of her. This is of someone or some entity. No. The responsibility to know when you are the right person to lead and also when you are not. So that gave her a great stress. When you're the right person to lead, we see less stress. And then when you are not in a whole lot of stress in that mouth as she brings it up to look at everyone, I'm going to assume she disagrees with that verdict. Hmm. I know what this job takes, and I know that I no longer have enough in the tank to do it justice. It's that simple. So again, nothing in that tank to do it justice. She takes in a deep breath, a lot of stress on that word. You see it in the mouth as she sucks in wind. You see it in the body as it contorts to sucking in that wind and letting it out. <laughs> oh my gosh, I wonder if they shot their wad way too damn soon is this premature or what because she's finished finito the peasants seem to be getting very upset episode two of skinwalker okay Rand. well and here's the thing the guy that they have replacing her is just as bad but maybe more easily controlled maybe not so much on the sniffing substances no you can't like have that. somebody that has an addiction 
running your nation. Like you just mm -hmm. cannot do that. And so, um, I, I, very interesting on the body language. I don't know that I would ever want my body language to be broken down. Cause I feel mm -hmm. like how much of that can you really, you know, trust and go into? I'm not sure, but yeah, she's deeply unpopular, um, there. And, but, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. We'll see. The next guy is probably not any better, and that, and then we've seen that with like uh, Andrew Cuomo mm -hmm. and the chick they replaced him. It was not. It did not look good. The, because she was put into that position, she did not s seek it. That was not her aspiration. She was chosen. They treat. They chose all of these people. Mm -hmm. It's not like it's in her. Right. And that's the difference. And mm -hmm. so they're going to put in someone just like them. If it was like she's leaving and then it gives some sort of populist person a chance to rise to the top, that would be excellent. But that's right. not what we're going to see happen. No, that's certainly not what we've been seeing happening. All right. So let's move on to Davos because okay. I want to make sure that we, we cover this well for you guys. Uh, but before we do, before Davos... You're going to do Greta. Uh, Greta w showed her acting props to the world. We didn't cover this, but there was a uh, protest in Germany, a climate protest, and Greta showed up to it. It did. It seemed to be a nothing burger. I don't know what a nothing burger is. Is it, is it just a bun with nothing on it? Like, do you get a hamburger? Because, you know, a piece of meat with, between a piece of bread is pretty right. good. Right? I would say two buns is, is would be a nothing burger. All right. Two buns. All right. So uh, I thought it was just two buns, but it turns out there's meat to this story. Um, Greta was actually arrested, but it turns out that she's chumming it up. If you scroll down. There's a really... Uh, I like the title here, though. And the Oscar for the most flagrantly staged production goes to Greta Thunberg's arrest video. You know, she looks like she's hanging out, having a good time. And here's a video here. <laughs> Getting ready. She's uh, being arrested. We're planning it out here. <laughs> Gotta do some shots, some up close. She's, she's used to getting her picture taken. Isn't this great? Look at that. Oh my gosh. All the polizia and they're just They're taking pictures. Yeah. It's totally staged. It's totally staged. Alright, just scroll down. So my mom took a little German, right? Mm -hmm. And she goes around and she says, Was is das? What is this? So I can I do a little German here. Was is das? That's good. We got another uh Looks like we have another setup. We didn't like that setup as much for being arrested. Ready? One, two, go. Ready? We're laughing. We're smiling. She's smiling. Look at the girl with her laughing. Okay, you guys going to pick me up? Are we going to do this? It's pretty muddy. Okay, bye. That what? was great. Was that a practice run? That must have been a practice run. So you don't have the, the one that I have. So let me, let me just pull this up and um, you guys can... Make what this make what you will of them actually carrying her. So uh, let's see here. Let me just doop doop doop. I put this in today's. Uh... So here she is. Just cover me up here. Here she is, just sitting there. Here's the protest. Now they've got her. They're they're carrying her by the feet for our podcast listeners. Um, all of the camera people are running ahead and walking backwards to get 
footage of this. She's literally being carried like a, like a kid. They practiced it. They did practice. And then smiling, and there's the staged um, photo shoot there. Do you also want those for you? You know, and she's laughing and shaking her head no. Gotta, like, this try to get a smile. You know, make sure the make sure my smiling picture doesn't go out because this is kind of fun. I mean, she's a star. She's a star. She's a star, rising star. Yeah. Speaking Kelly, of Kelly on Facebook says another AOC event. There. Speaking of rising stars, the, the the scariest part of Davos. I'm going to play it first, and then we're going to get into the stuff that's not as scary. So this is the scariest video I have for you again. Uh, kids, leave the room. This is this is going to freak you out. Some sort of satanic wait, seance wait, 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 is wait. happening. Do they always play music at Davos? I Do don't. They, is this a party? They, I don't know. They have musicians come up. I don't know. I don't know, but I don't know if they're summoning the gods of climate. She looks like she's wearing kind of an earth, okay. wind, sky type dress. Is she playing like a fake flute there? Oh, that's cool. That was a really I like the good whistle. Bird whistle. That whistle was good. That was incredible. Yeah, you can bring your kids I, Yeah, this in. is one of those moments where I just am so sad for the podcast listeners because you had to see without it. seeing that, with the World Economic Forum in the background and the guy mm. playing the guitar and her in this kind of moo-moo dress, um, I mean, that was, I gotta tell you, she won me over with the whistle at the end. She did. I, I all right, let's go to the less scary man over here. Just kidding. A Tony Blair who helped you orchestrate the Iraq war with our good old president. George Kelly Bush. says, uh, I'm sorry, but God said uh, joyful noise. Uh, Jean says Greta Hat has the emblem of transgenderism. Yeah, well said there. All right, where are we moving to? Tony, Tony, Tony. Blair, Tony, Tony. Tony's got some, Tony's got something for you. You need to know. We need to know, Tony says, who's been vaccinated and who hasn't been. We need some digital infrastructure. a huge impetus now for a national digital infrastructure. Digitization in, in healthcare is, I think, one of the great game changers. You know, we should be helping countries to develop a national digital infrastructure, which they will need with these new vaccines. Mm. And then, you know, finally, it, it's, it's also about showing people up. and showing the political leadership He's in love. that you can make a positive difference to your healthcare system by adopting these measures because they've got, a, they've got an impact beyond any particular disease and or, or, or pandemic i think wow so like just breaking that down that guy that his eyes are alive it's like he's he just passionate met, about this like he just met the woman that he's going to spend the rest of his life with even though he think he's 80 something he can't be that old is he really? he he's pretty old dude makes me feel old. um yeah so he was so excited and you know what psychopaths can get excited mm. about things like 
digital infrastructure and all of these new vaccines. Yeah. I am so excited for the yeah, infrastructure. 69. Well, I'm sorry. You look like you're thinking you're he's 80. the same age as Bush. He was a lot younger when he was when they were together. Well, he's not looking good for 69. Uh, but no, seriously, he um he's so excited about this digital infrastructure around the world. Now, he knows and um, you can skip the one and go to the next one. He knows that uh, developing nations will need help. And so he's ready to help them. Okay. Tony always swooping in. And, and for those of you that are in the UK, when we say Tony and they get a New York accent, it's just a thing. It's if people in New York, they name Tony. It's yeah. So it's one. not this one. We that was the this. only one I have. We played that one. No, I just shut that down. So you played the wrong one or this one didn't come up. Or you shut down the wrong one? No, I just, maybe I played that. Maybe you weren't oh. listening to the clip. Okay. You weren't playing this one? You were playing the other one? I was, I was playing, I think I was playing the other one. Okay. You need to know who's been vaccinated and who okay. hasn't been. Some of the vaccines that will come on down the line will be multiple, there'll be multiple shots. So you've got to have, for, for reasons to do with the healthcare more generally, but certainly for uh, a pandemic or for, um, for, for vaccines, you've got to have a proper digital infrastructure. Yeah, we were, and we many countries don't have that. In fact, most countries don't have that. Wow. So we got to make sure most countries have that. Now, so not only is he making, he wants to make sure most countries have this. I'm sure all of Africa, he's so excited for all the, the, the jabs that are coming. Just, we need a digital, this is like really got to happen for all the, the, the jabs we're going to have for jabs, for jabs, for everything. I'm just so excited. Everybody's got to, he's just, he's not letting us know on the jabs. This is going to be a cancer jab, all kinds of jabs. Now, uh, I'm going to play this, uh, uh, John Kerry clip, even though he's United States and this is world news because he does something that touches me to my heart. He reaches out to the extra terrestrial to the, to the, to the, to the celestial, to the terrestrial. No, he doesn't say celestial because that would be heavenly. Right. He says terrestrial as in space. And now you have to know something about these elites. They don't believe in heaven or God, but they do believe in aliens. So he's believing that somehow the aliens have endowed them with specialness so that, aliens would then be considered godlike. Yeah, but it's terrestrial space aliens that exist that you can see. Okay, God, you can't see. And when see. you stop and think about it, it's pretty extraordinary that we select group of human beings because of whatever touched us at some point in our lives are able to sit in a room and come together and uh, actually talk about saving the planet. I mean, it's so almost extraterrestrial to think about quote saving the planet and if you said that to most people most people they think you're just a crazy tree-hugging lefty liberal you know do-gooder whatever and and there's no relationship but really that's where we are and when wow. you start to does think that about mean? it it's pretty what is he saying we were born to be here and the aliens set us, set us up here with a mission all right, now um, you can go to the John Kerry clip that you played, yeah. or you talked about in the beginning. It's uh, a couple over there from the left. I had no idea, but John Kerry claims that fifty percent of all species ever species are are gone now. They're okay. just gone. Well, I have this one. Since I can't find it in the tweet, I'll just pull it up here because I again ignored okay. this already. So uh, this is um, this is when you don't let the old guys talk anymore. I think that that's that's kind of where I'm landing on this, you know, just don't let them speak. 
You look at what's happening with species. Half the species of the planet have been already killed. Killed? Listen again. Let's play it one more time. Half the species. You look at what's happening with species. Half the species of the planet have been already killed. Mm. I did. I was not aware of that. Um, but uh, from from our understanding, like we said at the Open top of the up show, the Encyclopedia Britannica, zero point seven percent gone, <laughs> gone, gone. They're species. all gone. He just said species. Just species. Humans are species. Just species. 50%. You know, I went to the Creation Museum and they have a room on beetles. A whole room on about a thousand, at least, different kinds of beetles. Yeah. Bung beetles. Dung. I mean, I mean. Uh, you meant dung. I meant dung beetles. <laughs> Poop beetles. <laughs> Poop beetles. <laughs> Sorry. Let's move on from there. Okay. Dung beetles, they got a whole room for beetles. It's a species. I'm talking, I'm talking about there are many kinds of, of, of things in this world. I just, I like what we, uh, we, we could, could probably like, do with a few less beetles. It says here, uh, saving the planet, the when all they do is blow up people, nature and animals with their missiles, bombs, and tanks. Excellent, uh, point there. And, uh, back to, I think, Jacinda says, uh, tree climbing says good riddance in all sincerity. In all sincerity. All right. Uh, yeah, go ahead and play this clip. We're yeah. ready to go. All right. So the uh, World Economic Forum panel discusses how genetic testing data may be used in the future. But once you can probabilistically and through modeling be able to much better see what's going to happen. Take, for example, the fact that we already can start to see signs of Alzheimer's many, many decades potentially before a person starts to manifest the condition. Do they want to know? Um, and if they don't want to know, uh, should other people have the ability to know? Should an insurance company be able to make choices about whether to cover them? Should an employer mm. have access to that information to make decisions wow. about whether or not they are somebody that they auto, uh, uh, auto employ? But once you can probably, you know, again, an employer be allowed. With, what kind of question? How could say that with a normal face? Look at her face. I've got this muted. I mean, she is again with the happiness. Mm hmm. Tyranny apparently is a source of joy for for a yeah. lot of people. If you're seeking joy, you can try Jesus or tyranny. Um, it looks like it looks like it brings the same look on the face anyway. Um, no, you're right about that. And she's it's so happy. Like, listen, I am so excited about the idea that people like this is. I'm excited about classism because if you're going to have a health issue, then I think employers should know. And I think that health insurance should know so that you can't get insurance for this thing. So essentially just die and decrease the surplus population. I think that's an excellent idea. All right. I got a couple more clips. Like the look on her face. Evil people. These are evil people. So speaking of uh, Klaus Schwab, who is like he started this whole gambit. Okay, you know what he says? He is never going to resign. He will run the World Economic Forum until he's in his hundreds. You could have just stopped. He will run the world. Arch globalist Klaus Schwab has declared he will run the WEF well into his hundreds. I'd be two hundred. I'd be three hundred. I will run. I will run it all. Your children, your grandchildren, your great grandchildren. The uh, you know, some of his colleagues have said, hey, you might want to put a successor in a place. No one can run like me. Have you never met a villain? They never have a successor. It's them or nothing. It's them or they just take the planet down with them. 
the a mutiny attempt was reportedly engulfed this year. Uh, it reportedly it has reportedly engulfed this year's uh, World Economic Forum conference at Davos, Switzerland, with senior elites surrounding the. Can we call them something else, by the way? Surrounding the organization, reportedly demanding that its leader, Klaus Schwab... He's 84. However, Schwab appears to now be publicly fighting off those attempts. He said, telling the conference about how his successor will be lauding Germany's green achievements when speaking to the conference in 2045, Schwab interjected that he looked forward to being the person to host such a panel. I just want to say that I look forward to chairing this session with your successor, Schwab said. Uh, this prompted laughter from Schultz, who insisted that he was sure that the WEF leader would indeed be around to chair the discussion in 22 years. Uh, with Schwab set to turn 85, he would likely be 106. I think he names. sounds awful yeah. um, confident of his um, never demise. He has been at the helm of the WEF for 52 years. Yeah, he was also there at the birth of it. Let me read a couple of comments here. Uh, backing up, Britt Bosa says, Michelle, 68% of the species of wildlife in the UK are extinct. I would beg, I, I would question that. That seems like an incredibly high number. Now, we're talking species here, right? It said 0 0.07. Exactly. So 68%, I think, is, I, I, I'm, I'm, I would be curious. You're going to have to send um, more proof on that. But James says they are trying to exterminate most of us. Um, oh, Britt Bosa is, is because of chemical farming. Hmm. Um, this is pure evil, says James. Anne says we need a new space station, which can put all of the WEF in and let them fight each other over dominance there. Excellent uh, point there. Philip in Sweden says he looks like a dog. James says Adolf Schwab is so arrogant. Um Michelle, call the elites, and I'm not going to say what you said. I will spell it out. T-O-S-S-E-R-S. -S -S. He says, don't repeat. Um, that's a that's a bad word, but I would agree with you on on that there. Yeah. Yeah. It says uh, when he was born, 122 of the 195 states in the world right now did not even exist. All right. So play. I got a couple more videos here from the WEF excitement. WEF Smackdown. If you go to my Twitter, I oh. retweeted him. A whole like the just go just to my random Twitter. just go to my random tweet Twitter okay tweet I wish it was called something else honestly it seems so juvenile to say Twitter all the time it does doesn't it okay here we go the um... pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack which would bring to a complete halt to the power supply transportation, hospital services, our society as a whole. The COVID-19 crisis would be seen in this respect as a small disturbance in comparison to a major cyber attack. It sounds like a threat, though. It sounds like a threat. Why does he threatening say it, it with its fist? Uh, Wall Street Silver, the... the Caption there is, so are they planning a cyber attack for the next pandemic? I don't know. Scroll down here. Uh, this is another one from Tony Blair. It's not just about COVID. I think you won't get the focus you need unless it's clear two things. One, that there is an ongoing challenge and opportunity. And I think that is not just about COVID. It's about the fact that we are going to have a whole 
slew of new vaccines, injectables, that are going to deal with some of the, the worst diseases in the world, that give us the opportunity to make big changes in the, in the health of the world. And if you want the politicians to focus, they need to think, look, this is coming down the track soon, because if you tell them about a future pandemic, they'll kind of go, yeah, maybe someone else's problem. But you tell them, actually, in the next few years, you're going to have the opportunity to make a big difference to the health care of your population. That's okay, that's creepy. I know that was really, really quiet. Yeah. Um, but that is terrifying to me. Mm. Um, the whole new slew of vaccine injectables. Yeah, he's all excited Oops. about it. That's when yeah. he got that's Again, when he lit up face. like he's in love. Right. Let's play this Glenn Glenn. But Glenn. there's already a plan for this. And the World Economic Forum calls them smart cities, which seems great. Progressive urban designers like the UK headquartered uh, ARUP group, they have their own section on the WEF website. They're gaming what smart cities might look like. It's kind of exciting. What would life be like in these cities? Well, here you go. Their plan for 2030, your family will eat zero amounts of meat and zero amounts of dairy. Each person will be restricted to 2,500 calories a day. This gets unplugged. What? Each family member will only receive three new items of clothing per year. This is on the World Economic site. There will be zero privately owned vehicles. This article on the uh, website actually quotes Klaus Schwab and his references uh, in the fourth industrial revolution. They talk about utilizing technologies like 5G, quantum computing, artificial intelligence for, quote, reshaping the built environment. I got to tell you, this is the scariest stuff I have ever written. I mean, utopians in 1984, that stuff couldn't be done 20 years ago. This is George Orwell on steroids, and it all can be done and is being done. So before you get freaked out by Glenn back there, let's remind everyone what happens when mankind is unbridled by the power of God. The, the church right now has literally everything in our power to, to bring this entire thing to a screeching halt. God is positioning us and readying us and purifying the church in order to do that. So it looks really, really scary like you're up against the Red Sea and there's no way to cross, I am telling you, and I'm not the only Christian out there that is seeing this and feeling this and, and hearing these things from God, that while the world is going to continue to get worse in, in an aspect, yeah, okay, it's like this. They have built us in a house of, of cards or these sky-rise buildings, but those none of these things are of God. So in order to get back to God's way, which is good, it's going mm. to feel like utter destruction because you're going to see destruction falling all around you and the things that we are so dependent on that we should not be dependent on because they are so of the world. Yeah, you don't see um, anything here with growing natural food, natural farming, horses. Right. They want to eliminate all life. But my point is like your creature comforts mm -hmm. when they're taken away, it's going to be painful. No, that's what I'm saying. But God, no, you're missing. You're missing what I'm saying. I'm saying that those things are good. 
you're going to want to grow your exactly. own food. Exactly. And that's what exactly. you're not seeing at these places. No, no, I wasn't disagreeing with you. I'm saying that to, to kind of finalize and finish my point is it's going to, what, when you reset a bone, it hurts. And we were, what were we talking about? Uh, somebody having taken the, the drug that shall not be named. It starts with an Iver and it ends in, in Mectin. Uh, it will kill off. If you have parasites, it'll kill off the parasites and you will go through what feels like heck. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because it's so painful. And you're like, why did I even take this Iver dash Mectin? Why did I, why did I take this thing? That, and that would be for a very small subsect of people. Most people don't even notice anything when they take it. Well, yeah. My point is that we're kind of, it's an anti-parasite that's going to happen. And, and as you have this die off of things that have been, you know, living and leeching off of you and your system in your life, and it's going to feel painful. It's going to feel weird. All right, let's play this uh, clip here from a Croatian MEP. You were going to read, read this one out loud on what he thinks about the World Economic Forum. Conservative MEP here. All right, this week, a meeting of... That's how it starts out. The so-called World Economic Forum, the world's most dangerous international association, is being held in Davos, Switzerland. The association consists of corporations, billionaires, lobbyists, and politicians elected with their money. And its founder, the notorious Klaus Schwab. There is no greater danger to the rule of law and democracy and the free market than this sect, whose private financial interests are ahead of the interests of humanity. It is the largest networked organization of the world's conspirators creating all the agendas we have witnessed in recent decades. Wars, pandemics, and policies of so-called green transitions, which result in impoverishment and suffering of billions of people around the world, as opposed to their enormous enrichment. Malicious ideas are created there which are later worked out in detail by the media and the politicians they own. This group itself states that the globalized world is best governed by self-selected multinational corporations, governments, and civil society organizations. Their idea is, we choose ourselves, we do not participate in democratic rule, should anything be added to that. The World Economic Forum is, by definition, the largest creator of corruption in the world. A place where those with thousands of billions of euros meet those who wield political power in countries all over Europe and the world. Every year, dozens of heads of state attend Davos to receive orders there that they must carry out in the coming period, which they are happy to do. Because they know that without this sect, their political career would not even exist. Mm. Wow. And you know what? They just need a dog. Ah! <laughs> they just need a dog. All right, scroll down. There's a couple more World Economic Forum videos okay. here. Just to let you know how crazy they are. Here we also, have that this is become... Go ahead. A new battleground. And in particular, you know, this isn't something that happens in, you know, certain parts of the world and not others. Even in, you know, in Europe, we see Hungary in particular and Poland who have really try, been using LGBT rights um, as a 
as a, as a battleground essentially to try and harness the support of the conservative um, elements of society and the government using it to put themselves up as some sort of hero of protector of family values and rights. And that is not only divisive, um, it also encourages, um, it has been known to be linked to acts, increased acts of violent, uh, violence um, and discrimination. Tirana, can I just ask, when you say the courts are so vital, sure. a lot of lawyers are very liberal thinking. Um, am I wrong in that case? In, in, in many countries, is it a case that you have very conservative uh, courts where uh, the change needs to come from politicians, first of all, or from the people? Absolutely. I mean, I think that it's, it's not one solution for each, but I think what we have seen is that, you know, all over the world, you can, you can challenge the constitutional basis. We have international law, for example, and that's been one of the great progressions over time is we've seen LGBTQI rights actually emerge in, in, in bodies of international law. So we've been able to use these and where countries have signed on to their commitments, be able to actually challenge repressive laws that are on the books um, within constitutional courts or Supreme Courts. So, you know, there are certainly some courts which are less free, but I think that as we develop mm domestic bodies of law and is, there's a lot that she said there is is this are these um overtaking um laws going to go into the muslim countries where they are um anti-lgbtq yeah plus, so plus, plus. The, comparing poland and hungary to like places where in iran where you could be killed or murdered for being lgbt mm -hmm. um why bring up poland and hungary when literally in the nations in a lot of middle eastern nations where islam is the reigning religion and actually a theocracy why call out poland and hungary well, that is not they, a theocracy because, by the way yeah it's very interesting because we're doing we're talking about the world economic forum right we're not talking that's not the eu we're talking about the world economic forum and they're highly focused on hungary and poland why because they're christians and they are conservative. You notice where he literally comes out to say, we need more liberal judges. We need more liberals. This is a, this is a political, they have chosen a side. Okay. It's not. Uh, it's could not you imagine that conversation instead of saying Poland and Hungary, if she had listed some Middle Eastern countries instead? Yeah, no. All right. Let's play this one more clip here from Epoch, the Epoch TV. The WEF wants you to surrender every semblance of freedom and liberty so that they can quote, improve the world. The future is built by us. We have the means to improve the states of the world. If only you would just surrender your liberties and power to us, we would figure it all out for you and you won't have to really do anything. You can just kind of live on autopilot and flourish. They accept no responsibility for the crisis that they've created. They, they're dumbfounded. Who did this to us? Look around the room at Davos. Um, your policies have created this crisis. The Biden administration has tension with the Chinese government because they don't control the Chinese government. They look to China with incredible admiration because China doesn't have these impediments. They try to uh, implement these environmental and social justice policies and the Supreme Court is checking them time and time again and saying you don't have the authority to do this. You know, um, God is going to turn this around. I, I really, truly believe what they have planned for evil. God's going to turn it for good. 
But I felt like this was really funny from Boris Johnson. This is my last little piece on the WEF. So Boris Johnson is still listed on the World Economic Forum as a Foreign and Commonwealth Secretary of the United Kingdom, even though he left the parliamentary backbenches uh, since he he's been out of uh, government. Well, he's still he's still a parliamentarian. He's just not in the government. But he talks about Putin. I thought this was hilarious. Putin wants to present the war in Ukraine as a nuclear standoff between NATO and Russia. Nonsense! He's not going to use nuclear weapons, okay? The conservative politician told his audiences this was out. He's like the fat boy in Dickens. He wants to make our flesh creep. He wants us to think about it. But he's never going to do it. He added, uh, in, what he in what is believed to be a reference to the character the in the Pickwick Papers, um, he's not going to do it. Don't go down that rabbit hole. Stop it. So just don't worry about it. Just keep pushing on. We're not going to go to but is he, war. But was he three. told to say that... Um, or was that outside of the script? Because we do know that they want us to be afraid that Putin is going to press that nuke mm. button. Mm. I don't know. But Germany, you've got the uh, they, uh, German, German chancellor predicts, we're going to make money in Ukraine. Don't you know? <laughs> it's all a game. He literally comes out and says, okay, uh, the German industry will benefit, will benefit from the Ukrainian economic miracle. Now, uh, my, a friend of ours gave us a book. Uh, we had everything but money. It's a, a stories about uh, people who lived through the depression and then the start of World War II. And one of the saddest parts about reading this book is not what they went through. For me, it's they're talking about different things that they had to do, like men who had to ride the rails to go find some work and send a few mm -hmm. bucks home. Uh, people who had to, men would just sell apples for five cents a piece. Um, sometimes one person who would have a job, like still a superintendent of a school, uh, his wife would have somebody knock on their door every day for a meal. And she never turned them away, always gave them something. So there's a lot of hard things. Um, a lot of kids would um, go pick wild blackberries and then sell them door to door and then the mom would take that money and go buy groceries for that night hard things but many of the the people these are children of the of children basically who grew up during this time well they all end with but then fdr came oh yeah and started rolling out all of these the like the programs. working, the working work, work for people and mm -hmm. programs, and it, it didn't happen right away, but things got right back on track. Well, the Great Depression happened in 1929 here in the United States, and it lasted through the 30s. I mean, it's a long time. My grandma tells me about hardships that they've had to go through. I've heard about people who would take a few things of butter when they go to a restaurant mm -hmm. because they couldn't have butter at home. Um, she was not, I remember her talking about how precious butter was and how they would get one chicken and split it and her piece was the neck. Um, but when FDR came in, he's coming in and we're going into a second war. And one person even said in kind of a happy tone, when we entered the war, a giant ammunition factory was created in our town 
and it gave all the men their job. And, well, and and, just, and then those men went to war, and it gave the women a job. And a lot of those men died, and families were disrupted. So this is what it's like. A developer comes in and claims eminent domain, takes your property, tears down your house, you are left homeless, and you don't know what to do, you've got nothing, you're on the streets, you're begging for food, and then the developer builds a building, an apartment, and says, you get to come and live here for free. Mm-hmm. And now the developer is the bad guy, mm-hmm. or the good guy. Mm-hmm. And you forget the fact that he came in, he claimed an eminent domain, he took your property, mm-hmm. he tore down your home, and he is the very reason why you need an apartment. And the reason why these people are were so um, under such an illusion is because they didn't see the bad guy of what had happened as the same quote-unquote good guy savior that was coming in and giving them the programs. FDR just represented the government, and the government in and of itself allowed and even pushed forward what happened during the Great Depression. So the bad guy was the same. So now you have, you own nothing and you're supposed to be happy. You're supposed to be so grateful. You know, I mean, this is the the sickness of what you're talking about there. They did not recognize that FDR coming in, giving them scraps after they were king before yeah. is, yeah. you know, that's the, the disgusting yeah, part uh, of it. Yeah, people, many people lost. So it's hard to put into perspective how many people lost their farms and lost their businesses because it wasn't just well even a lot of people were able to stay on their farms and they made it through if they could have food but many people lost their farms and lost their businesses i i I was reading about one um shop owner who was selling the flour and the things and then his his uh company his little store eventually went under Mm -hmm. um when there was when the bank's went under um i remember one one family went and deposited their entire year's farm um money it was like 1200 bucks into the bank the next day it was all gone right a year's worth of wages because that's how farm see farming was you grow it all then you sell it and And you had to do a lot here's the thing you had to buy and this was a normal thing you bought a lot of things on credit. Exactly. And it was because because you would buy flour or sugar because you knew that, you know, I'm growing this crop. It's going to come in, right? And it wasn't credit cards. It was credit. With, and so now you owe back because you can't pay back what you what you were going to use, you know. And, and, and that is the essence. And that, that snowballed down from person to person to person, which uh, at one point I think it was 20% of all men were out, didn't have a job or work. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just they couldn't find a job. Right. It was that their businesses and things that they had went under. So this, I believe that this is kind of something that... There is nothing that will bring a country back like the... like the um, What is the word for the war industrial complex? Yeah. Um, they... This is what happened in World War Two for sure. 
It brought the economy back so, I don't because know. of wartime. It's a big, big money-making scheme. So this war in Ukraine, in my humble opinion, is nothing more than every war that we've seen up until now. It's a money-making scheme. Now, I'm looking at, like, Iraq, right, or Syria or, or Iran, and they don't have, like, a lot of natural resources um, except for some natural gas. Ukraine is very interesting because it is a breadbasket. It's got natural gas. It's got mining. It's got so it's it's a it's got a lot of stuff, but it doesn't have infrastructure. It doesn't have nice buildings. It doesn't have nice roads, and so they're looking at all of Europe, and they're thinking, well, what could we do? How what could we how could we maneuver the world in such that we could use this and get something better out of it? Well, let's right. push the bear. Putin. Okay, so here we have poke the bear. Push, I poke or push. Okay. Uh, the um, In a speech delivered on stage alongside German-born uh, World Economic Forum Klaus Schwab, Social Democrat Chancellor Olaf Scholz said that he expects German companies to be at the forefront in implementing a Marshall Plan for the long-term reconstruction of Ukraine. Private sector capital will play a key role here. I know that many companies in Germany and beyond are very aware of the opportunities that a Ukrainian economic miracle could offer to them, the left-wing leader commented. Chancellor Schultz said that he expects German industry to roll into Ukraine at a swifter pace once the country moves towards the European Union, remember, they're not there mm -hmm. yet, at the end of the war. Yet, according to the German leader, this will only occur once Russia's aggression fails, and therefore he said that his government intends to on continuing to flood the country with large quantity of arms, including air defense systems like Iris T or Patriot artillery and armored infantry fighting vehicles. This, Schultz noted, is a departure from decades of German policy, which prohibited weapons from being sent into conflict zones. Unlike others in the EU, such as Hungary, uh, Schultz has been notably lacking from calling for peace negotiations between Moscow and Kiev meaning that German-made weapons will likely continue to contribute to the devastation of the country for the foreseeable future. Despite the economic and energy crisis uh, racking the economy, the German government has so far committed to over $5 billion in aid to Ukraine, $2.3 billion in direct military aid. When the conflict between Russia and Ukraine does finally come to an end, reconstruction will likely be massively lucrative for the company's task money, with money, the money. In September... Ukrainian uh, Zelensky said that he is working with BlackRock and oh. his country already has surpassed one. The, the, the cost of rebuilding the country has surpassed one trillion dollars. The general project of Ukrainian reconstruction will be the largest economic project in Europe of our time. So thank God that all of Ukraine has been completely destroyed because that means we are going to make money off of rebuilding you know, it. You know, oh, insurance companies, they... Um, they go to houses like recently that one of the largest houses in our area, it's called Indian Hill. It caught on fire and the insurance company didn't want to pay out because they believed that it was arson. And sometimes, sometimes, sometimes people do set their homes on fire Come on. to collect on the insurance. Mm -hmm. And you know what? There was a really interesting documentary called Ukraine on fire. Amazing like 10 years old isn't it black rock 
which has been a leading force behind the left-wing social justice-style ESG, the Environmental, Social, and Governance Investing Scheme. That is something, that is an acronym we have not covered. Glenn Beck covers it. You hear it. It's brand new. It's a brand new acronym. ESG. Environmental Social Governance. Okay? I often think about that. I was telling uh, a friend of mine about STEM. They're trying to get girls into STEM. He's like, what's STEM? Science, technology, engineering, and math. It's these forward-thinking, um, you know, otherworldly type. We want to have more technology, and they're trying to they're trying to push girls into STEM. Like, girls, you can do this. Don't let them hold you back. And they're like, and so it's it's a challenge. It's something uh, girls think that it's a challenge to them. Yeah. And so like, oh, I'll be an engineer. Oh, I'll be a mathematician. You right. know. So, anyways, that's where that's where this 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 is going. This investing scheme here. That's where we're all headed. All right, two more stories, and then we're going to say goodbye to Facebook because I want to bring on Neil Oliver, who has on doctors who uh, could have saved us all by treating. Oh, fantastic. That's and awesome. I think he was he's kind of taking a, a, um, a cue from Nigel, which we played that clip last mm-hmm. week, which was great. But love this story. French nun is all world's oldest person who enjoyed daily chocolate. And a glass of wine died at 118 years old. Wait a minute. Yes. T- First of all, what mm. are you doing? Just a few weeks. I take issue. No, you don't. Uh-uh. Get down. Get down. Get down, off, son. Off, off. Get down. Oh. You know better. Oh. Um, I take issue. This n- Nuns are supposed to live with concrete beds and eat oatmeal <laughs> three meals a day. Don't tell me that this nun had chocolate and glasses of wine. She died just a just a few weeks before her 119th birthday. Uh, Lucille Randon, known as Sister Andre, was born in the town of Ailes. Ailes, Ailes, Ailes how would you say that? I don't in know. southern France on February 11th, 1904. She was also uh, one of the world's oldest survivors of COVID-19. Our spokeswoman said, a spokesperson said she died at two o'clock in uh, a nursing home in the town of Toulon. And uh, people, it says that the um, research group, which validates details of people thought to be 110 or older, listed her as the oldest known person in the world after the death of Japan's Kane uh, Tanaka, age 119. Sister Andre tested positive for COVID in January of 2021, shortly before her 117th birthday. But she had so few symptoms that she didn't even realize she was infected. She uh, she said, um, exceptional longevity through two world wars, working, working makes you live. I worked until I was 108. And she had a glass of wine and chocolate. Wow. That's very fascinating. That is fascinating. I want to know also, what her secret, what's your, what was your secret? Did you tell anybody? Well, hopefully... Hopefully, her secret was not going along with the French nonsense of a French dairy giant is considering masking cows to tackle methane emissions. Wait a minute. The French no. a French dairy, Danone, said Tuesday it wants to slash methane emissions by 30% within seven years, pointing to the way the cows are, uh, it uses are raised, handled, and milked as ripe for change. Um, why don't they, so, hang on, if they're going to combat methane emissions, why doesn't the mask go on the rear as the gas comes out the other end? Why not stop? Because if masks stop things, they like catch it. It's like a catch-all, right? 
or filter. It's a filter. This so they, is evil. There would be no methane going out Just into FYI. the into the you know area if they wore if they wore masks on their rears to stop the flatulence that's what i'm saying so let me just say this is this, animal abuse let me by tell you you want to know whose idea this is prince charles this says that it's all part of a project set up by the prince of wales it's a possible masking follows a lead from a team of students from the royal college of art in the uk who have designed a special mask for cows it's uh, called it's, abuse. I it, I hope animal rights activists jump all over this. So it, this is this is Dannon. This is Dannon yogurt. This is Dannon yogurt in France. Yo, um, it um, it looks like um, the company purchased directly from fifty eight thousand dairy farms in twenty countries. You want to kill your and cows? And the company's milk production accounts for seventy percent of the firm's methane emissions. How is Jacinda back in this? New Zealand's left-wing government has already announced a plan to tax livestock farts plus burps to spare the environment emissions. I can't. I want to, like, kind of break something at this point. Like, kind of, mm, just kind of feel this like I want to. This is insanity. Uh. Yeah. This is the way. Here's the thing. We are environmentalists, but not like they are. I believe in making things green again. Yes. And actually carbon makes things greener. Hello. I believe in getting back to more natural ways, which would include more people raising animals on their own property rather than mowing their lawn, having some chickens, which we've seen. You can't buy eggs in the United States without giving kidney. <laughs> um, so we, this is all upside down world in which these global elites, um, I missed the clip I wanted to play for you guys, I don't know where it's at, uh, where the guy was talking about eliminating meat. Let me get to a couple of comments here. Uh, Donna says, my grandparents lost their farm in the Depression. That's awful. Wicked Psych says, saving the planet when all they do is blow... Oh, that was from before. All right. Um, Donna wants to know, don't cows just eat all day? How do they eat with a mask on? Uh, Wicked says, how much solution and waste is going to be created from the production and disposal of the masks? Absolutely. I could not agree. Um... This is this is absolutely ridiculous. Oh, she meant pollution, pollution and waste. Um, couldn't agree more. That that's what when we actually have discovered that the landfills of the masks already for humans oh, are awful. It's off the charts. Awful. And last but not least, if you're watching on Rumble, Jack has put that um, link to Ukraine on fire in the chat there. Okay. So thank you for that, Jack. Okay, great. I just tweeted this out. Okay, so this guy, this idiot. Okay, um, Simon's AG. A chairman, Jim Hag Hagman, says that he wants, if a billion people stop eating meat, it'll have a big impact. But Savannah Hernandez says, I'm at the World Economic Forum, and all the attendees in the food halls are eating meat. Also, the hors d'oeuvres, uh, you know, hors d'oeuvres are, I always say hors d'oeuvres, um, are, are served to the, the World Economic attendees. I'll have meat. So this is like, they don't mean it. If a billion people stop eating meat, I tell you it has a big impact. Not only does it have a big impact on the current food system, but it will also inspire innovation of food systems. If a billion people let me let me tell you what I would like to inspire, sir. I would like to inspire people to buy locally, to get their meat from a local farmer. If everyone on the planet bought their meat locally, 
that would transform so the planet. So Mike Adams, he grabbed some of this cricket flower and put it under a microscope, and he's oh, saying there's all kinds of nasty old oh, bug oh, parts oh, in oh, there. Oh, 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 all right, and so he—they're acting like people should just not eat, okay? Because no, as actually, long as they get to keep eating. I will say this again, and we say this on our show all the time. The world is covered mostly with two things. Grass and water. Water and grass. Okay? So you've got oceans, and you got a lot of fish out there. You can't drink the salt water. Don't try. It'll dehydrate you. Um, but grass is something that humans cannot digest. But there is a beautiful thing called a cow. And God created this cow. And this cow has a bunch of stomachs. Okay? It's called a ruminant. And it eats and it enjoys. Mm -hmm. And it and it chews the cud and it goes in the one stomach, goes in the other stomach, it's chewing, it's chewing. And it enjoys it. Horses enjoy it. Okay? Now, there's a thing called a steak and a thing called a hamburger. And they taste really, really good. Okay? And Adam and Eve were in the garden. And it as comes. a result of the fall, God went and killed an animal, possibly a cow. <laughs> because he made clothing for them that's right and he said you're going to need to eat this now but you know what god is good and just and he made those cows taste good to us yeah and he made eggs taste really good he made chicken taste good and so he wants us to eat these things and then he created things that don't taste good that are kind of weird to us for some reason most humans are repulsed by bugs god made it that way uh-huh Okay, God made your poop smell so that you wouldn't, so you would wash your hands and you'd keep it away from you because it's got bacteria and it can harm you, right? Yeah. So I'm looking at bugs and I'm looking at a worm and I feel that because I'm repulsed by it, it's a natural instinct. Absolutely. God doesn't want me to eat that, right? Now, some people may have a natural instinct to meat. That's your problem, okay? I don't have a natural instinct not to eat meat. Eat, eat meat so my parents fed me meat and i enjoyed meat i enjoy vegetables okay well, which, vegetables are you I saying like. that if somebody was raised around bugs then they would not have a natural aversion to bugs well there are some people that do but but, but here's something interesting when they get into the civilized world where they don't eat bugs they don't go back to eating bugs that's true because it doesn't taste good because we're all humans and they don't taste good now i've heard that certain bugs taste good but uh I also know that they can carry around diseases. And I'm getting ready to get sick. So we're going to move Let on. Let me read some comments. All right. So James this. says these people are completely insane. That was insane. That was back to, back to the masking of the cows. Anne says both nappies and masks. They do, Michelle. I saw uh, pictures of cows in diapers. Uh, Britt Bosman says, Michelle, the Royal College of Arts is the wokest art college in the UK. It's full of lefties. Um, Stefan says, just shows how broke they are. They need money. Um, and says, sure, they mean it, just not for them. And Brett Bosnick says, Michelle, the vegan argument will kill the planet. Animals are needed for soil nutrients to grow plants. The carbon dioxide uh, breathed out by animals promotes photosynthesis. Absolutely. And says, I used to keep crickets to feed my geckos, and I can tell you they are not what I would call appetizing. Mars Jupiter says, hello, ladies, eats Z bugs, as dear Kloss would say. And Barry says, if everyone becomes vegan, the world's politicians will need to watch out seeing as they have veggie brains. Mm. That was a good joke. Yeah. All right. So we are going to say goodbye to Facebook and come over and let's hear uh, Neil Oliver this week. And you always know you love him. And I think that that's a good idea to save Neil for because everyone always has to um Everybody loves Neil. So that should be like the carrot to 
to make everybody on Facebook go. Um, the steak. The steak. <laughs> I'm not offering you a carrot. You're not a rabbit. Come get the steak. Get the meat of our show. All come right. over here. Facebook, come get the meat of our show. We're going to play Neil. Do we have Vegetarian, anything else you're going to play or just Neil? Just Is that the Neil, end? Mostly just and Neil. we have a mail call that we're going to do. That's right. So stick around. You're not going to leave us just yet, Facebookers. Okay. All right. Let's bring up this video. There are several I have up. Um, no hospitalizations. No deaths. No need for oxygen in my practice. And I've clearly negated that need for a vaccination to solve the problem. Dr. Uh, Shankara Chetty joins Neil Oliver to discuss the methods he's developed for treating COVID. Wow. I'm really, I'm really, really glad that Neil is covering this. And you know what we're going to do? Let's do it. That's this. not the one I want you to that play first. That's number two of two. All right. Well, hang on. I'm going to switch it up anyway. We'll make it full screen, full screen. Nope, we did that one already. Mm, we're going to do that one. To the left, maybe? Um, to the all right. I have is this one. Right here. Uh, that's the one that was just up. Oh, was it? Okay, yes, sorry. It was. Oh, my gosh. No, it wasn't. There was a different one. That They don't have another one. Let's fight about it on air. You had this one. No, I didn't. There's... You did. There's two. Okay. <laughs> Hang on. Wait, I'm trying to bring this up. Here we go. Boom. Boom. How to treat COVID-19? That really should have been the question three years ago. Here in the West and around the world, doctors waited instead for a vaccine. Sufferers were sent home until they had breathing difficulties. Then they were put on ventilators in hospitals. People died in unknowable numbers. While that, all that unfolded in those early months, some doctors sought to treat their COVID patients. My first guest tonight is one of those, Dr. Shankara Chetty from South Africa, has successfully treated thousands of his patients and also taught hundreds of other doctors to do likewise. Dr. Chetty joins me now. Uh, good evening, Shankara. Thank you for joining us. Good evening, Neil, and a pleasant evening to your viewers as well. Thank you for that. Quite simply, tell us your story of treating COVID from the beginning. Uh, well, Neil, uh, I made a decision in 2020 when I heard that COVID is circulating the globe, uh, that there was a paucity of information surrounding the disease itself. And I wanted to examine every single patient and figure out exactly what was going on. I pitched a tent outside my home to take advantage of sunlight and ventilation. And I moved out of my home to isolate myself from my family. And I examined every COVID patient that walked into my practice. I triaged them, kept them separated so that people could be safe. Uh, very early on, I noticed that I was dealing with something very unusual. I had suspicions that uh, the illness wasn't properly classified and clarified clinically. Uh, within the first 20 patients, I noticed that there were a subset of patients who desaturated very rapidly. My concern was with the breathlessness that was leading to hospitalizations and deaths. So I advised patients that if they experienced those symptoms, I would like to know about it timelessly. Uh, the first five patients that returned breathless did so in a very strange way. Uh, all of them that became breathless became breathless on the eighth day, exactly a week after the onset of their first symptoms or the feeling of being unwell. Now, those patients that returned, not all of them, uh, they were a group that uh, all, all patients have the initial phase of viral infection and all patients show in a reasonable space of time, good clinical improvement, which showed me we're having a robust immunologic response to this virus, natural response. Uh, 
but there were a subset of patients who on the eighth day became unwell again. And this uh, becoming unwell was very discreet. Uh, these patients were perfectly fine on the seventh day. In fact, I've had patients play squash, uh, engage in other sporting activities on the seventh day, thinking that they've completely recovered from the illness. And on the eighth day, very suddenly became tired, which progressed to breathlessness, which then progressed to oxygen dependency. And clearly I was dealing with two separate pathologies, a biphasic illness with no correlation between the phases and no progression between the phases because patients seem to have gotten better. Looking at that desaturation, there are only two things I think that would cause you to decompensate in that a rapid way. It is an allergic reaction, a severe allergic reaction to an allergen or an exposure to a venom that would kill you in a day or two if you do not address it aggressively and timelessly. So looking at these patients, I was aware that they're having some sort of hypersensitivity reaction on the eighth day to some kind of viral debris that was triggering this decompensation, which occurred directly in the lungs. It was clear that these patients could breathe easily. So there was no restriction to airflow, but there seemed to be a restriction to the elasticity of the lung. They couldn't take a deep breath. Their coughs were dry. So clearly these, these patients had edema of their lungs, but non-productive. So, and there was the absence of fever and the usual symptoms that you would associate with an infection. So I was of the opinion that these patients are actually having a hypersensitivity reaction to some kind of viral allergen. And so I used that as my basis for the second line of treatment in the second phase of the illness. We've all treated as uh, 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 medical practitioners, we've treated these things before. And the modality of treatment is simply steroids to turn off that uh, inappropriate immunologic tap that's been turned on. And then of course, to mop up all the mediators that get released during these kind of uh, reactions. And so I use the antihistamines, dependent on which system was affected. Uh, I used either gut antihistamines or respiratory antihistamines. There's different kinds of histamines. Uh, we know about the clotting issues, so aspirin was uh, imperative. We know about uh, the, the leukotrienes, so I used Montelukast to deal with that. And I got very quick, immediate almost, clinical recoveries. Now, it doesn't take long to reverse a bee sting. You cannot send that patient home till you are absolutely sure that you've turned that reaction around. So when I treat patients on the eighth day, I make sure I follow up the day before to ensure quick clinical response. If the response is not quick enough, then my, my intervention is not aggressive enough and I need to readjust. And so over these past three years, uh, during the first, second and third wave, the eighth day was born out to be true. We, we managed to catch those patients that decompensated, decompensated and treated them aggressively and timelessly. Uh, so we saw the same pattern, even though different systems were affected by this reaction. Uh, the respiratory in the first, the gastrointestinal in the second, and in the third wave seemed to target the circulation. And so we had all the clots and, and those kind of things happen. Uh, I published this in uh, an academic journal here in South Africa called Modern Medicine, which is a peer-reviewed journal in August 2020. Uh, but I've gotten silence. I've tried to, I've, I've contacted every single publication in the world. None were willing to publish this, either because it's too controversial or that I'm not a subscriber, seeing that they purport to be the custodians of uh, science and new knowledge, I was pretty surprised that they wouldn't want to hear this that could negate the effects of this pandemic, even before we considered a vaccination. 
But why, why on earth, when you had something that was working for... I, I believe you treated, you've treated something like 14,000 patients. Why were yeah, you having 14,000 patients, uh, Neil, myself, and many other thousands around the world. And I've trained thousands of doctors around the world, and they've had the same outcomes. No hospitalizations, no deaths, uh, no need for oxygen in my practice. And I've clearly negated the need for any vaccination to solve the problem. This is this is right here the crime of the century. Mm. And I'm not done. So go ahead. Well, well, wait, let me comment, and we'll we'll go back to okay, him in just, just one second. The second video. I know, but I I don't want to forget the things that I wanted okay. to comment on that because that was six minutes over, almost seven minutes long. Um, you will notice that what he was saying, if you were listening, is that the standard COVID response was evident in the first seven days and then on the eighth day mm -hmm. there was what appeared to him to be what would be similar to an allergic reaction that you would have to a bee sting or even venom and i thought that that was interesting giving a little nod there to dr artis's theory of the venom peptides in in you know covid in the vaccine yeah because like that. it seemed like you had a pneumonia you mean, because you couldn't breathe because but it was couldn't... an inability to breathe not because it, you were flooded Right. with uh, which is what you would normally have kind of in, in an pneumonia right. type scenario you didn't you would think that if you're having trouble breathing you don't want to lay down because you could get pneumonia because the fluid there wasn't there that was, was no not relief. an issue yeah you know and so i just thought that you know him taking that that approach and then you're addressing it with histamines you're addressing it with steroids yeah this is exactly how you should have been treating yeah. covid we discovered this exactly God, you know, honestly, I truly believe God showed these treating doctors what to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and thank God for them. And I feel horrible that we had to go through the, all the phases of it to see what would work up until, you know, our uncle had the super low oxygen. Yeah. But we have found that their treatments work at all phases. Exactly. From the beginning to the right. middle and the most miraculous is the end right like when you're when you're like you should go to the hospital but if you do their ivermectin steroid antibiotic mm -hmm. thing um what i, I missed he it. said what he had no deaths what were his top things did he say what he used ivermectin well he didn't say i don't know that he said for the first seven days he okay. was talking about afterwards he was talking about steroids and histamines and antihistamines but and he said like he that. treated aggressively in the beginning yeah i don't remember what he said for that I was, I'm sorry, I was not paying attention on that specific part. Okay. You left for the dogs and I was checking text messages. Oh, okay. I started paying attention about two minutes in. Okay, well, guys, um, put it in the chat. What were the top, this is homework now. Okay, yeah, exactly. What were the top things? I know, I can tell you. Okay, that's why I, I backed away because I don't need to know exactly what he did. I know what most doctors did. And thank God for Indian doctors and thank God for Indian pharma, uh, uh, pharmaceutical companies who will help you get pharma, from pharmaceutical things that you need. Um, ivermectin. Then they found out fluvoxamine works. Um, and go to, everybody just needs to go to Frontline Critical Care, the FLCCC.org. And they have a protocol. And they are constantly changing that protocol. Right? And um, they have doctors who will who will treat you all around the world. Oh, it's, are you sure that's what then it is? Then it's not FLCCC.org. Well, let's get it right. .com. Just, just Hang put on. in FLCCC and see what comes up. Okay. Oh, it just keeps, it's auto-filling there. Hang on. Okay, it's it is COVID19CriticalCare.com. COVID19CriticalCare.com. 
Okay, so uh, the there's treatment, treatment protocols, protocols. Is, is your number one where you're going to want to go there. And then go to I prevent or, or I care early COVID treatment. And then there's the PDF that you can open up and scroll through. And there's just everything that you need is here. There's um, even milligrams. So scroll down. They're doing proposed. This is a little bit. I haven't been here in a little while. Um, so ivermectin at lunchtime, hydroxychloroquine twice a day, uh, a mouthwash and nasal spray three times a day, quercetin twice a day, curcumin, zinc, aspirin, melatonin at night. Um, and go back here because this is something different they've done. Um, they have a RSV and flu treatment. Click on that. Where I don't see it. Right, right here, right underneath of it. Okay. So this is something new. So symptoms for the flu and for RSV, and they are saying to take uh, nitazoxanide. Now, it's so funny because I go and I get a bunch of stuff on hand, and this was one that a guy associated with the Glenn, Glenn Beck kept promoting, and you can get this at seven cells. It, it was an oral antiparasitic drug, has active um, activity against many protozoa and helminthus. Like yeah. ivermectin has been shown to have antiviral, anti-inflammatory, and immune modulatory effects, broad spectrum antiviral activity that includes influenza, virus, RSV, and SARS-CoV-2. So uh, very interesting that they, they're calling sunlight. They're they are telling you to NAC. get sun yeah. to go outside in the sun. All right, that's good because we have so a lot all, to, left okay. to get in our show. All right, right, let's go back to Dr. Shinakara. You could just say Chatty. I think his last name is Chetty. Chetty Chatty. Wait, not that one. Nope, nope, nope. I had it up just a second ago. There it is. Before there was any talk of vaccination, you had, to your own satisfaction, identified a course of treatment. You were, you were succeed, successfully treating thousands of people. You were exporting that idea to those who were listening. What explanation is there for health authorities all around the world, especially in the West, refusing to discuss it, refusing to open that up to public debate and consideration? Well, you know, I'm, I'm pretty convinced there is an agenda out there. When you come up with the means to negate the mortality and morbidity in a global pandemic and people choose willingly not to listen, then I'm sure there's some underlying agenda going on. Uh, I have a friend in the CDC who became aware of my work in 2020. Uh, the CDC contacted me to say they're interested in me presenting to them. But that presentation kept getting deferred till after the rollout of the vaccine. And I was contacted in January 2021 to ask if I would be willing to present. And that as well fell away. So I knew that there was an agenda to push the vaccines prior to any early treatment being acknowledged. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I, my aim was to educate doctors and educate patients about the importance of that eight day and recognizing a desaturation to get to treatment quickly which saved all the lives. So it, it, it was arranged from patient education to doctor education to understanding the pathophysiology of the illness itself and what to treat. And a lot of the treatment is over the counter, uh, on label. I think the label of viral pneumonia was wrong. Uh, so this is a hypersensitivity pneumonitis triggered by spike protein on the eighth day in susceptible individuals. And so, Everything I did was what doctors should have done from the start, treat the sick first. If we manage to solve all the mortality and morbidity, it completely negates the need for a spike-based vaccine rush to market. Uh, natural immunity was clearly evident from people recovering. 
And, and, and furthermore, am I right in, 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 in getting from what you're saying that this, if it's the spike protein that people, that's, that susceptible people are really struggling with, that the, uh, 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 an mRNA vaccine that only makes their bodies produce more spike protein would have been, well, counterproductive, to put it mildly. Well, counterproductive and I think very poorly designed and ill-conceived. Uh, if we are allergic to spike protein, a subset of the population, and it triggers an immune response, an allergic kind of hypersensitivity response, then no manner of vaccine is going to address that issue. Uh, it's like someone gets stung with a bee and we spending our time chasing the bee rather than treating the allergic reaction to the sting. So the virus is really inconsequential. Uh, coronavirus is not the primary pathogen of COVID illness. It is spike protein that triggers a hypersensitivity reaction that results in all the mortality and morbidity. So it's a pathogenic protein that is the primary pathogen of COVID illness and not the virus. But we've spent our time chasing a virus. And of course, we've seen the lack of benefit in doing that globally. Of course, when we deal with an allergic reaction, attempting to expose the patient to that allergen can only bring tolerance. And that's what we're seeing recently with boosting of the vaccine, that we're getting IgG4, which is an immunoglobulin that gets your body to tolerate whatever you're being exposed to. And that's a dangerous thing if your body to tolerates an infection with coronavirus. It's going to lead to more severe illness and more prolonged illness because you are not responding to it. And that's where we're at. Uh, this was discussed from the early 2021. I made my views on the vaccine very, very well known that the vaccine will not do what we expect it to do. We are dealing with a, a severe immune dysregulation and it should be treated as such. Doctor, uh, Doctor long Chetty. COVID has stemmed from that as well. Dr. Chetty, that's, that's a, a fascinating account that you've mm. given. You know, that is fascinating. I've Having... never heard it explained in such clarity that no. I could get like that. I get it. And I felt that way because I actually, it's very interesting. I had, uh, had uh, eight bee stings because of, uh, not because bees are bad, but because I, I moved them wrong. And I didn't have a head to bail on. And they stung me around my face and then my arm. And it was really bad. I blew up like a blowfish. And I was like, I looked online that you could get this thing called a Dex pack. And uh, you should try to do that. So I called. And this was early before people were doing online doctors. And I called. It was here or there. Yeah. He, um, the doctor said, well, let send me pictures. Because he, he's a real doctor. He didn't want to give me steroids for no reason. And... Um, He's like, well, you know, if you're keeping bees, you can't just keep doing this. You know, I said, it's eight stings. This is not a normal thing. This is not going to happen again. Right. It was stupid of me to move this box and without a bit, you know, he's like, okay, so I got this Dex pack and then he gave me an anti-itching thing. And in less than 24 hours, the swelling had like almost gone completely down. Mm -hmm. That was an allergic reaction. And so one of the things that they were prescribing for people was dexamethasone. And they, and they were prescribing it in like higher for doses COVID. for COVID once you got to day seven. Okay. Cause that's, I guess before that, it doesn't help as much. And so, um, those, in, those in our house that got the steroids, it seemed to be almost as equal and wor the ivermectin working with the steroids just destroyed it. But then, this reaction. then speaking to long COVID, what happens is, is your body then is 
continuing to create the spike protein. And what he was saying is essentially at some point, I don't know what at what point, maybe it's day seven or day eight, the, it's not the virus at all that's harming you. Mm-hmm. And they're still trying to f- treat the virus. You have all this illness, but it's just an allergic reaction. reaction. So, and so a lot of it is like, and that's why a lot of the, the, they're take, telling you to take antihistamines for a mm-hmm. long time, even though they had know, us on antihistamines and, and steroids seemed to help. And cause Michelle was having still an allergic reaction. And I think a lot of that was taking down the swelling and the mm-hmm. allergic reaction. Um, and so that can help you if you do get COVID to recognize, you know, we don't like pharmaceutical companies, but this is a bioweapon. Exactly. And so sometimes you have to use their weapons against them. Right. And so um, steroids have, and anything that would be an anti-inflammatory, um, very much helping, but I consider it a bioweapon, so I attack it with the, the steroids. And, and they and they tried different kinds. So pregnilazone, they found is the best. Uh, dexamethasone worked really great for our family. Um, and then there's pregnizone uh, at, the, at the lower end. But those, all those things are, what they're doing is it's trying to get your, it's helping your body, like with Benadryl, to take, to stop attacking. What it is, is your body is attacking itself and you just have to turn off that stopping And we knew this uh, uh, early on when they were were telling us it's an immuno uh, response, right? Right. And we just didn't, we aren't doctors, to clarify as we're talking about all this stuff and everyone Mm -hmm. knows that, but just to say it out loud. Yeah. We aren't doctors, but our experience has shown us mm-hmm. a whole host of things through all of this. Yeah. And if to go back to Trump and the vaccine and all of these things and diamond dying and, and Patriot Gallery put the entire funeral up on our Rumble page, by the way, you can watch that um, from last night. It's very touching and moving. Um, if they had allowed the doctors who were understanding how to treat this mm-hmm. a voice... Mm-hmm. that would have saved millions of lives. Right. And Trump is still saying it was the vaccine. No, there were millions of lives that were lost, not only from the vaccine, but from the fact that doctors around the world were told not to treat this. Exactly. And that is by far, if there's one thing I kept, I have hammered from all of this, Trump, you have it all backwards. Cash Patel came out um, at the reawaken tour because um, I guess Clay, Clay Clark could ask him to address the vaccine. And Trump keeps saying, I saved lives, I saved lives, I saved lives. Well, um, no, you didn't. Because now, and, and a lot of people were saying, well, he was saying, well, in hindsight, blah, 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 blah. No, Trump's gut. What I would tell Trump is you need to go with your gut and push everybody out of the way. Because he said from the very beginning, he wanted to keep everything open. Do you guys remember? He he was pushed to that lockdown. And you know who helped push him? Steve Bannon, who is not taking any gr- fall for that. He was daily on his show. Trump, you got to lock this down. You got to stop. You got to lock down. Trump, Bannon wanted everything locked down. Conservatives wanted this locked down. Tucker Carlson went to Trump and said, you need to lock down. And unfortunately, when Trump gets on a tr- his own Trump train, it's very hard to turn around. He was leader of the free world. And you guys are now giving him flack for making a decision. And he can't come out and say, Tucker told me to. Bannon, I, Bannon told me to. These people told me to. Okay? So he is taking responsibility. Unfortunately, he's doing it in the wrong way. Okay? Because his gut was, I'm going to open it back up. I remember he was going to open it back up for Easter. And everybody said, no, 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 no. Even we said no. And I had my own reason for saying no. Because uh, I, you know, I felt like shutting down um, sports and everything was a good thing in schools. Um, but at the same time, he said, I want therapeutics. This Dr. Zelenko, he, he, I think he even spoke with Dr. Zelenko. He became Trump's doctor. He, remember when he said, I'm Trump's doctor? Okay. Um, 
And so Dr. Zelenka was treating people and he's like, I want to do this thing. And then we have a friend of ours, uh, Bob the Plumber, who sent him some uh, CDS, some MMS, um, chlorine dioxide. And he's like, there's this stuff that's kind of like bleach in your veins. And nobody's going to talk about chlorine dioxide because it's a little bit dangerous to if you don't know what you're doing, but it actually does help. And they worked, they did chlorine dioxide uh, in Mexico with great success, by the way, bringing people from the brink of death. Right. Okay. So the point is, the punchline of, of well, what we're talking about here is, uh, my issue with Trump isn't so much that you pushed the vaccine. It's the fact that you allowed these treatments that Dr. Chetty is talking about here from South you Africa did. What to be repressed. Once... And that is the beef that we all should have. Stop, not stop harping on the vaccines, but guys, you're missing the point when yeah. you are constantly going, no vaccine, no vaccine. You should be angry that the actual treatments that did work for this bioweapon bio were suppressed. And that's something that is on my heart. If there's one thing that I could do a hundred videos on over and over and over again, it's um, it's the early treatment. It works. That there is treatment yes. for this, but it is real. And it was a bioweapon and people and they and they spread it. And then what they did was uh, you didn't actually need so much of this early treatment because um, it was it, you just had a little ivermectin, a little z pack, and some zinc and some hydroxychloroquine. That's all you needed for the original coronavirus. Right. But what happened was once they began to roll out the vaccine, exactly. Okay, because it was a whole year of COVID. We went to. Um, the reawaken tour in February and in April right. and everybody was doing good. And that whole summer people were doing good. I remember they said the Delta was just the hay fever. And so we thought we were all doing good. We thought we had, you know, enough ivermectin on hand for one person in case one person got it. Nobody knew was getting anything sick. And then what happened was the, the shedding from the vaccine caused this morphing into what they called the Delta. Mm -hmm. And they wanted to take out more people. I truly believe it. It's a toxin. And they were like, Oh my gosh, these people are opening up. There are Plans won't work. The digital passports. We need right. people to be more afraid. And that second push of the Delta caused even some of the most ardent anti-vaccine people to go rush and get it. Now those people are suffering from um, injuries. Now, Dr. Syed Haider has a long COVID summit. Oh, it's really And there's it's a great. 10 episodes. Some things might work for you. Some things won't. It's $50. You we don't go, get any kickback for this. You can go to my go-to doc. No, longcovidreset.com. Okay, longcovidreset.com. Um, and... You know, if you, you can, you can pay 50 bucks, get, get, get the program and listen to it, but also go ahead and get signed up with my go-to doc and you can get medications and have them on hand exactly. in case there's another bioweapon. Right, right, right. Um, and if you have long COVID, they can help you with that. Um, because a lot of people are still suffering from it and no one is talking about it really. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so there are answers. Yeah. There is hope. And so also everybody should be on some sort of like. Um, careful. You're I know, right? Everybody should be should recognize that COVID causes blood clots, and if you've had COVID or if you're going to have COVID, you need to have on some sort of anti-coagulant on hand. Okay, and aspirin's hard on your body; it's hard on your stomach. Okay, but there are other things you can do: licorice, to, ginger. Um, and right now, Doctor Artis is really promoting licorice as kind of now. We just ordered. Look some. up. I'm actually going to look up dosing and stuff like that because you you notice how older people sometimes are in Coumadin, they bruise easily. You don't want to go that far. Um, so you've got to be careful when it comes to blood thinning. So I'm I, everybody's got to uh, follow their gut basically. Okay, but uh, uh, ginger tea 
every day, like some ginger tea, just some like a slight little ginger tea. That's probably something that right. I would feel comfortable drinking every day, ginger yeah. tea. Um, if you need, if you think you might, um, for okay, I'll tell you what I what I would do. Okay, I would be on something like I would I would put a drop. If you had long COVID, of, is that what you're talking about here? If I wanted about? to be on the safe side, if I had some long COVID, if I had COVID. Um, while, while we had COVID, we took an aspirin like every day. I didn't want to have deal with those blood clots. I want to be very clear as Leah's talking about this and not for censorship, just for personal responsibility. When, when Leah says I would, that's not, you should. Mm-hmm. This is not Leah making recommendations. Right. She's saying, I have done this. These are the things that you I have done, but the each FLCCC person needs to do website, what they feel best their about. Their doctors, they can, they, they're recommending things. Okay. Right. But I do want people to know that there are things out there. Sarah Peptaste, and there's another one called Nata, I don't know how to pronounce it. Nata Saro. No. I think. Let me read a couple of comments here. Isa says, I have given the FLCC FLCCC protocols to many people. Great information. I took it when my father was in the hospital years ago. They fought me and he passed away. That's really sad. I'm so sorry about that. Oh, I'm so um, sorry. Donna says nitazoxanide is one of the two things that Dr. Merrick re- recommends for parasite detox. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know we might be losing some of you guys talking about the COVID stuff. Why? You well, because not everybody this. needs it. So they come- your friends and family, or you will need it. If you didn't need it, and you don't need this, and we're losing people on this, and you didn't have it, thank God. Yeah. Thank God. Thank God. But you might be able to help somebody else. You guys, this is legit, and this is real. Okay? It's called um, N-A-T-T-O-K-I-N-A-S-E. Not okinase. Uh, that's one that... Um, or just natocero, like I said. Well, those are two different ones. Oh, okay. It's serapeptase and natto. And, and so I, I have the doctor's best, which is natocero, which is got a it, got combination. It, got it, got it. So uh, Dr. Heider is recommending those um, for just... They're good for cardiovascular things, for cleaning out um, your arteries even. Um, we know that, that, that what happens with the spike protein is it's going through and kind of like irritating your blood vessels and causing a spike and which causes like blood clots and and so these things help to kind of clear out those things that Mm -hmm. you're not going to have those those issues i mean dr Heider says don't exercise for three months after having long covid or having covid um because you don't want to have one of these what it does is it it's it it Causes that immuno response to re-up the, the system making of the spike protein in your body. And you also don't want the blood clots to, you So know, you're about to say, if this is what I would do. You were getting ready to do your little list I of things. I was getting ready to. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Um, I have ginger essential oil. I put a drop of that in tea. Um, you could do just whole ginger in tea. The Obviously, I, you're not supposed to take essential oils internally, whatever. No, it depends on the essential oil. Um... There are, yeah, some, like Young Living has some specifically. Um, the natocera, the serapeptase, and then the licorice root, uh, vitamin E oil. A lot of these things, you don't want to combine them because you don't want, you, you know, to bleed out. You don't want to, you know, sorely bruise. But I think that we are in a moment of time that I would encourage everybody to have some of these things on hand. The big fear is that everybody's dropping dead. 
because of, of some sort of heart issue. And Strokes. so I think that th heart all issues. of this stuff is, is good to be thinking about and to be praying about what you should have on hand and implement in your life and your family's lives. Um, just to be on the safe side, because we don't know exactly what is causing people to drop dead. Are they all vaccinated? I don't know. It seems like a lot of them are. Is it? it there are some doctors that are coming out. It's very terrifying. Doctors that we know and trust that are saying, well, just having COVID or having vaccine shedding can cause these things to happen. And there's a lot of fear going mm -hmm. around. They're peddling fear. So whatever you do, don't buy into the fear, which is why we're talking about these right. things right now, to kind of zap some of the fear yeah. out of uh, the situation here. So I know we're pushing on our time here. Um, Leah, do you want to skip the rest of Neil and do the mail call? Yeah, we are pushing on our time. Um, there was a couple more. Why don't you play one more? Um, go ahead and play... Um, the doctor here, you want an explanation on how the mRNA vaccines could possibly be the cause of so heart much. issues and sudden death. I love him. Yeah. I love him. I, th I think just to validate. I know you're not seeing it yet. I'll be, I'm going to be right Let me make him big. What you've said there, Neil, um, we've recently, the British government have recently announced a, a collaboration with uh, Moderna and they're building a plant to, to produce 250 million mRNA uh, products, vaccines, uh, a year in the UK. Uh, there's a similar plant to generate 100 million doses per year in Australia, and a similar plant to generate 100 million doses per year in Canada. Now, I think we have to distinguish really between traditional vaccines and the mRNA vaccines. So um, the traditional vaccines, what you're normally doing is you are taking the virus or the bacterium, some to, uh, you, you kill it usually, or you attenuate it, or you mush it up in various ways. So you're actually giving dead virus or bacteria, what, what we call antigens. The immune system then recognizes that and it makes, uh, it makes antibodies and stimulates the, the immune cells to combat that. And because that is foreign material, it will be eradicated by the body's immune system really fairly quickly. It's not going to hang around in the immune system. I mean, the word vaccine comes from vacos for, for cow, because the original vaccine, the Edward Jenner vaccine, was cowpox given to uh, a, a young boy called James Phipps, uh, who was the first person to receive it, and it protected him against smallpox. That, that, that's where it all came from. After that, we developed lots of antigens that we give to protect us against the live version of that antigen. Whereas the mRNA vaccines are completely different. In fact, some people think they shouldn't even be called vaccines. They're actually giving this messenger RNA and it's given in a, a lipid, small lipid uh, nanoparticle. And that will go into our cells because the lipid envelope around the mRNA vaccine will dissolve into the lipids around about ourselves. It will go into the cells. And then it's the cell's own genetic information that is actually making the antigen and it will export that to the cell surface. So what we're doing here is we're actually kind of conning the body into making an antigen that the immune system will recognize. And in the case of the mRNA vaccines, that's making part of the spike protein. Now, my, my, my current thinking on this is that if the systemic absorption of the mRNA vaccine. So what's supposed to happen? You inject it into your arm and if it stays in your arm, it'll give you a sore arm, but your arm cells and the immune system there will take in this mRNA and will make the 
antigen. That antigen will then be expressed on the surface of our cells and the immune system will recognize it. But if the systemic absorption of the mRNA nanoparticles, then that means they're going to go everywhere. And all of the cells in the body have these fatty phospholipid cell membranes. So I can see no reason, this is my thinking at the moment, why these lipid nanoparticles cannot go into any cell in the body. For example, um, if the systemic absorption of the vaccine dose, it could go through the heart, be absorbed into the myocardium. And I don't see any reason why, just as the cells in your arm can take in the, uh, the messenger RNA and produce an antigen, that shouldn't happen in the cells of the myocardium. And again, my thinking is that the myocardium cell, the myocardial cells would then produce this antigen, put it onto the surface of the myocardial cell. That would then be recognized by the immune system, which would generate an immune response. But with the immune response, we also get an inflammatory response. When we get an inflammatory response in medicine, we call that itis. So if it was the myocardium, inflammation of the myocardium, myocarditis and myocarditis can result in irregular electrical activity in the heart which can result in potentially life-threatening cardiac arrest situations so I, I i don't see what why this would not occur with any mrna vaccine because the whole point of the mrna vaccines is it's stimulating the body to produce an antigen and that antigen, by definition, is going to cause an immunological and an inflammatory response. So to me, racing ahead with factories to build 250 million doses in the UK, 100 million doses in Canada, 100 million doses a year in Australia, before this vaccine has been thoroughly trialled, I, I just can't quite work out why they would want to do that. Why would they risk so much money for, for a vaccine technology which is essentially unproved and there's good theoretical reasons as we've just discussed to suggest it could cause systemic inflammation the, the other point that you made there is um people are confusing mrna vaccines with other vaccines and they are completely different so the vaccines that you gave your kids i gave my kids i had a tetanus booster before i went to africa a few months ago um, th th these are giving things that are associated with the viruses and bacteria, uh, just giving those as usually as a dead product, although some vaccines are like yellow fever, for example, it's, it, the, uh, the, the, the antigen is essentially alive, um, but normally it's dead or attenuated. Therefore, the body will get rid of it quickly. It's not using the body's own genetic apparatus to produce them. It, it is a completely different. Wow. You know, I'm really glad that he finally kind of just put it out there. And he did differentiate at the very end that the mRNA um, vaccines are not the same as standard vaccines. Mm -hmm. And I think that if we all go back to th that was one of the big issues that we had mm -hmm. from the beginning was that you're trying something that in every trial up to this point. Yeah. Failed. Yeah. And then you push it out on the mass public and say, here's, you know, and then, and then we have all these heart issues and you wonder why. So, right. Exactly. Okay. So, um, I know that we really haven't covered a lot on the vaccine for a while or COVID treatment for a while. 
Um, so I think it was a good refresher. Yeah. Um, we still do not know whether Diamond was vaccinated or not. Um, some people yeah, be careful when you're sharing that clip because because everyone say, look, uh, Silk admitted that Diamond was vaccinated. No, she didn't. She no, did not. She, she may have not. danced around it, yeah. but she didn't directly come out and admit it. And I'm not really sure if Diamond was vaccinated, why Silk won't say something. There could be some sort of even clause. We, we learned about contracts with Steven Crowder this Friday. I don't, I honestly don't know. I do know that Donald Trump told Silk, do whatever you want for the funeral. I'll pay for it all. Yeah. Um, and, and she came out and she just said. Donald Trump was there. Yeah. And he showed up and he. You know, even if it would actually have been, it would have been beautiful if, if it wasn't about, if we weren't like thinking about the vaccine, if we mm -hmm. weren't thinking about, hey, did she, because here's the thing, if she didn't get it, if she did get it. I think it, what it's Silk all, was trying to say was it, vaccine shedding caused her sister to die. That's what some people are saying. Some people are saying that, 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 that they never would have gotten it. And some people are saying that in order to be at the certain places that they went, they would have had to get it. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter right now. We'll figure it out. Um, what matters is we all need to find ourselves in the secret place in the most high. Amen. Because the bioweapon that they released was just one thing. And your body is being attacked by food, by bioweapons. By fear of the By mind, fear. which can cause you to have heart attacks. Exactly. And, and then you you need to be, if you didn't see our interview with Pete Santilli, please go watch our interview with Pete Santilli. He tells the story this year, just a month ago, of his dog that ran out the front door uh, on accident, got hit by a car. Flew up in the air. Callie. And should have died. Should have been injured. Yeah. And Pete Santilli has been in the secret place the most high. And he says, screamed out, God, reverse this. The dog's fine. Okay, there's that. There's the story. There it is. That's the well. Story. They can watch. They can watch the more yeah. detailed version yeah. on the sh on the show. Yeah. Listen to the more detailed version. Yeah. I thought you were getting to a punchline beyond that. No, I was getting. That was my. I was going to kind of give an example of what we need to do. Okay. Yes. He said this big line. It, it was so huge. God reversed this. I just saw. Okay, and the power of God came on him, and I've never heard anybody say that before. Reverse God this. reversed this that I just saw, and the and I shortened it to God reverse this, and his dog is fine. They took her to the emergency vet. She's no been checked out. Bleeding. Went to the regular vet. She just had a limp for a day, and she's fine. And so Michelle has been wanting to do videos on this. Absolutely. Okay, to tell you guys. Things are coming down the pipe. Things are happening to our friends that never happened before. Things that uh, people that things are just happening. We to need people. to be practiced and ready. Should what would you do if if your friend if De what happened to Demar Hamlin happened to a friend right next to you? Would you immediately get on your knees and pray? I mean, uh, clearly you would call nine one one. But then while you're waiting for them to get there, what's going to be your response? Exactly. What are you going to do? And, and if we something have to happens, be ready to raise like, the dead. You're, like Diamond said, Silk said that Diamond stops. She she said, I'm having struggle breathing. And then he, she like stopped breathing. And, and then she I looked did at CPR. her and got this blank stare on her face. So this is what I'm going to tell you guys to do. Be in the secret place of the most high because you don't know what it is that your family member or friend or a stranger. Yeah. Like Damar Hamlin was a stranger and yeah. we didn't know what to pray. Okay. Um, all those prayers, all those collected prayers for Damar Hamlin, we are all convinced 
God raised him from the dead because of those prayers. But you don't need to have a collective prayer. If you stay in that secret place of the most high, um, we're listening to an audio book. I suggest everybody listen to it called The, the Final, uh, Quest. Final Quest. Michelle and I are going to do a video on this can, uh, the, with the Bob Jones prophecy with Neil Peterson. And we're gonna... Patriot Gallery has actually put a blog together, I think. I don't know. She hasn't recorded it yet, but it should be on Isaiah58Ministries.blogspot.com. Um, so this Final Quest audiobook is it's like the, in the vein of Pilgrim's Progress, and it's the Christian walk on how you know these demonic cords are, are surrounding Christians and lead you to go this way and lead you to go that way. Um, but just listen to it because my whole life has kind of been turned upside down um, by this message that I've been listening to. The Final Quest. And the link is there. So literally just go to Isaiah58Ministries.blogspot.com. That's where I got the idea in it. This 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 character battles all this stuff and he gets on this beautiful shining armor of, of, of God. And it's beautiful. But at one point it shines so brightly that he can't see. And this angel comes and gives him a cloak and it doesn't look very good. Okay, the shining armor is beautiful. It says put this on. It's the cloak of humility. And with it, it takes away the shiny, you know, light so he can see the enemy where the enemy's at. And this is what I tell, this is why I said on Friday, Trump needs that cloak of humility. Okay. Cause you can't see that the enemy shove, you know, shooting behind us and, and, and shooting us all in the back because, uh, we're, we're so, we're getting so excited when we, we start to win or we're doing mm -hmm. stuff. We have the power and the anointing. And I want to encourage you guys. I was praying last night during, um, uh, the funeral for, for diamond, um, I've had a friend go to the hospital with a heart attack. I've had a friend go to the hospital for a gallbladder thing. Jeff Brain had a stroke. Um, and, um, and we don't know why these things are happening. Seeing different things happening and, um, more than ever, more than usual. And I want to be in this secret place where I can pray and we can get people healed. And we know that part of revival is healing. Yeah. We know that part of revival is repentance. We know that part of revival is when you, when you, I felt like the word, the Lord say, he's taking us to a place where we will need him. Mm. Do you understand what it means to need him? Amen. Damar Hamlin was dead. He could do nothing else. They were giving him CPR and I'm sure that the doctors helped and God used these doctors. Right. But I truly believe God brought the life back into that man. And so I would encourage you guys to pray, to get into your, to, to the Bible, to start reading it. And, and to practice, God, what do I do in this situation? Amen. God, what do I do in this situation? God, what do I do in this situation? What do you want me to pray in this situation? And um, so, yeah. All right. So we've got a, some mail call. And Let's, we have we one, one from the barn. John and Stacy. John and Stacy. Friends of ours. They're going to be with us at the Old School Survival Boot Camp. Yes. Which you can sign up for. And uh, someone had said, Michelle, um, the Miami thing isn't until May. I'm talking. We I mentioned two events, and I guess they got a little overlapped. One event we're doing at the um, in March, March 24th and 25th, with Dr. Carrie Madey, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, Coach Dave, Tom, Tom Renz. Um, that's it's somewhat close to us here in Ohio, and you're going to do the Ark Encounter or the Creation Museum. It's going to be an amazing event. Then, May 12th through the 14th, we will be in beautiful Hocking Hills, Ohio for the three-day Old School Survival Boot Camp, and you can sign up for a possibility to win um, a three-day pass by going to resistancechicks.com. There's a ton of details there. You're definitely going to want to come. We had people that came as far away as Oregon 
last year. So it's it's going to be a phenomenal event. And that just so happens to be the same weekend as the Reawaken Tour. But they have Reawaken Tours all the time. Old School Survival Boot Camp once a year, man. You know what I'm saying? So they wanted to remind us that spring is around the corner. I love this so much. They said, happy birthday, Jesus. We, we've so enjoyed your Christmas special. You, you're truly a gift to us spiritually. We have been so very blessed by all your podcasts and shows. Since Plymouth and our signing of the covenant with, with God, our spiritual lives have exploded. Our Redeemer truly lives. John and I hope this old hymnal touches your souls. The church we attend in Texas was replacing them, and we were blessed to get a hold of some. When this hymnal was purchased, it was dedicated to a family member, and the names are written on the inside cover. I love that these books will continue to bless others for years to come. We were especially touched by the authentic stanzas and the Christmas carols you sang, which reminded us of this hymnal. Our thoughts, loves, and prayers are with you all, with you both. Uh, we are looking forward to 2023 and reconnecting with you. John and Stacy. I love these old hymnals. This is, I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses and the voice I hear falling on my ear, the Son of God discloses and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me i am his own and the joy we share as we tarry there none other has ever known so good so thank you for that i was actually looking to pull up a picture of uh john and stacy here so you guys can see from our plymouth trip they were absolutely invaluable to Leah and I and the entire event and we love them and they became like family to us while we were there. So I'm just kind of scrolling through the pictures here so I can pull up um, so you guys can put a face to the name there. We got the McLaughlins. There's just so many um, amazing people here, but I know I've got one of just us and John and Stacy helping Leah go and get the food. Okay, here's here's John and Stacy. Let me just pull this up here. They are just like the salt of the earth, best of the best. Love them to death. Hang on, I've got this in the wrong uh, window here. Let me put this in the other one. They're from New Hampshire. Yes, they are. Oh, let's see. Paste and go. Boom. And this Hang is on, at, for at Plymouth Plantation. Come on and go. It's still loading. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lordy, Lordy. Here, let me just do this. Just switch the screens. Boom. There they Boom. are. There they are. Just phenomenal people. So thank you for this. We will be utilizing this. Um, I love it. Yeah, we'll play it on our piano. All right, very good. There should be another card somewhere around here, and I don't know where it went. There is. It's a, with a donation. It's there in was here. a card with a donation. Yeah. Oh, there yeah. we go. Um, so this is from uh, South Dakota. And I love this card. South really, Dakota! Really I love that we have people in South Dakota. You guys are awesome. Michelle Leah Patriot Gallery. Thank you for speaking the truth. I wish that God's peace and the pure joy of Christmas will fall gently over you and those you love all this year. The Baumans, Jedry, Kara, Claire, and Foster Lynn. I, I love, love that. that. Thank you for that. And thank you for the donation. You guys are awesome. All right. This is from Hershey uh, Adams. You guys have and seen him. And his wife, Sandra. Hershey and Sandra. You guys have seen him in the chat. He's been with us for a while. 
Leah, Michelle, and family, thank you for your Christmas card and the pictures with your beautiful faces. Sandra and I went to visit Jim and Brenda. We're going to tell you about them in a second. You can bring them up their YouTube. Um, oh, oh, oh. Gordon, to buy one of their 2023 calendars. So we also bought one for you and your family. Brenda wasn't home, but Jim showed us all their awesome horses. They can be seen on their YouTube channel, Working Horses with Jim. We were wanting to go to Batavia in New York at the reawaken tour but last fall but i was having some eye surgery and was not able to make it sandra and i hope to be making a trip to southern indiana soon uh well ladies keep up all of god's work on your channels and we will keep listening so god bless and have an awesome 2023 now what he didn't know what you don't know and he sent us this beautiful calendar by the way and i'm going to open this up here um it should just flap open yeah what you don't know is that my mom, her favorite YouTube channel is above Resistance Chicks, I, even though we don't have a YouTube. Her favorite thing to watch in the on the planet is Working Horses with Jim. And these are his horses. So this uh, guy, Jim, has several horses, um, and mom knows all their names. <laughs> and he actually uses them. He's a logger, and he's a woodworker. Um, and so here he's got, um, he'll go and he logs this wood and then he mills it let me just pull, uh, pull up some videos saw, mill, well i'm showing the calendar because okay. i sent the calendar but i'm waiting for you go ahead i'm ready to go okay but look at him it's so cool oh my gosh he does corn with his horses he does so everything. here's the youtube channel um i don't know if patriot gallery is even in the chat she would know you can see like she's watched mom you haven't finished the big sawmill tour um video there i want to find one where he's just doing his doing his thing here there's oh. look at south that holds the table hang on here's the, here's where he's gonna get hey, like close enough i want him as close to the card as possible so they have a little bit of lift to it okay makes sense a step a bit careful a little bit oh the bit oh yeah is that the stump right up there next to ken that, yeah that. oh I'm most concerned about this log here because this other log will be on this side. Hopefully they both will, but there I it cut is. it out. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so great. Just a little bit. Careful. Careful. Oh. Bye. So what I did just there, if you saw it, but I actually released a bunch of links on one side because I want to get the two logs closer together. Oh, so now we're good to go. You could watch this all day, right? And there's so much more to the videos. It's not just the working part that Jim does. They will show you the sawmilling. Um, they will show you the, you know, taking care of the horses, you know, like out on ice here. Let me, here they go. And they video it all, which to me is just absolutely phenomenal. And the, the videos get tons of views, right? This video has had 230,000 views. Okay, so because people just absolutely stuff. love this stuff and i would say and let me just mute this and i'll just let it play i would say that 
this is getting back to the way that God really intended for us to live, having a communion with with nature, God's creation, not worshiping nature, worshiping the creator who gave it to us. Because when we bypass all of this, we're saying, God, we don't appreciate what you designed and how you designed us to live in working with nature, right? So it is the best of way of living. So people are like, oh, I don't ever want to have to do all that. It looks like so much work. If you say that, you literally have zero concept of the fulfillment of God's designs. And that just, and you're just ignorant. And I get that. And that's fine. You can live in your ignorance, but you, you need to at least recognize that you are. Because this is the best of, it is so fulfilling. And I know this as somebody that raises pigs and chickens. Yes, it's a lot of work. Essentially, this is what I would liken it to. On, on some scale, not wanting to grow your own food or work with horses or, you know, whatever, because it's just too hard. It's too much work is like saying, well, I don't want to have kids because they're just too much work. Yeah, they're a lot of work, but God designed us to have children. He designed us to, to, to get the fulfillment of that. Right. And so I'm just, um, blown away by all that they do over there. And, um, Hershey, what I didn't tell you is that if, if you had known that my mom loves this show, when you went to visit Jim and Brenda, you could have said, well, I watched this show and they have emailed you asking for an interview and you have not responded yet. And their mom is your number one fan on YouTube um, and would love it if you came on their show because <laughs> I have tried to get them and I've had no response. Um, so anyway... Uh, Britt says, I sent you girls some links on that from the UK horses used here by the UK Woodland Trust to do logging. That's really, really awesome. I love that. Um, let me see if there's anything else in the comments I need to read. Um, let's see. That weekend in May sounds great, but I'm already taking my daughter to the homestead event at the at the Ark and Creation Museum that week. Homeschool Maybe event. next year. Homeschool event. Oh, okay. That's awesome. Maybe next year. Gotcha. Okay, so... I think that that's the show. I know, um, like I said at the, at the top of the show, there's a whole lot of videos that we've done this week. Patriot Gallery's done some awesome blogs. You can find those, and you should be subscribing to the channel that she uses primarily on YouTube, which is Resistance Chicks Church. Um, so uh, definitely you're going to be blown away by all the stuff that she puts out. And look for, she will probably be doing an audio of that blog that we just mentioned with the final quest. Yeah, remember, we have a P.O. Box if you want us to read your letters on air. We love to make the connections, like with real humans. It's P.O. Box 107, Milford, Ohio, 45150. If that um, video made you chilly, then head on over to <laughs> MyPillow.com. Use, <laughs> use promo code RC. Get yourself some nice fluffy slippers. Just tell it, them what happened last night. Um, we bought our best friend... Catherine. Yeah, some my A pills. pair of the my she was blown away. She put them on immediately and she was sitting on the ground when she put them on. She's like, oh my gosh, they're so soft. They're so warm. They're so cozy. And I said, stand up. And she stood up and she's like, oh, oh my gosh. I could wear these. I could wear these to wear. I could wear these as a shoe. I, I can just wear these all the time. You yeah. know, can I just wear them? And they look like a shoe. And her dad and her mom were like, actually, it looks like if a shoe. You, you love wear. somebody, you'll get them these shoes. Like they will love you back. <laughs> if you want to exactly win their right. love with a gift. And I think that the sheets are still on sale. And I have already put the link to that, that private closeout sale 
in the description on today's show. So you can go right there, click on it in the description. And the, my favorite, favorite, favorite flannel sheets that do not go on sale are on closeout right now. I don't think they have any twins left in that specific color, but you can try. Um, but they're all, the flannel sheets are my go-to. They feel just, I can't explain how amazing they feel. I absolutely love those sheets. So support Mike Lindell, mypillow.com. Um, and check out, uh, if you guys want to see uh, our exploded Blackberry can, you can see that on Facebook. Uh, I don't I know, Patriot Dogs already put it everywhere. She's got that puppy everywhere. Who came home and there's a, just the Donna says, oh, I got my flannel sheets yesterday. Yes, you did, Donna. I want to, I want a direct email once you have climbed into those puppies and you tell me I'm a liar. I've had flannel sheets in the past. They are not like these sheets. And I kid you not, they are not like these sheets. They're like, these are, they're like, they're these, firm they're sturdy. almost. Like in a, not, not, yeah, sturdy, not firm. Cause firm would be, they're just, I love them. I absolutely love them. All right. Um, Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory if it's actually the truth. We love you guys. God loves you. God bless. And I'm trying to think of what we have going this week show-wise. I don't think we have anything extracurricular scheduled other than um, Real America's Voice on Wednesday mornings. But I got to let you go right now because you're going to go to brighteon.tv, 5 o'clock, and you're going to watch our uh, Founders Biblical Education. I forget the title. The Biblical Education of the Founding Fathers. Boom. That's it. Five o'clock really every Sunday show. on Brighteon.tv. Really show. And until we see you again, which will be probably sooner than later, we will see you every Friday, six o'clock, Brighteon.tv. And then afterwards on all the other platforms, we love you guys. God loves you. God bless. I think I said that already. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory if it's actually the truth. Have a great, we got a ton of snow, by the way. Have a great weekend. So if you're living anywhere in the Ohio region, I think someone in the chat already commented said they got six inches. Last we I checked, it was four and a half. Five, four and a half or five. So I, and well, I had to drive in it and it was terrible. We weren't supposed to get this snow. It was supposed so to be north of us. I literally got home and I laid on the floor because I was so glad I got home. I'm glad that you because got home safe and sound. there was too. a hill that I was on. And I just will tell you, I don't normally tell people my... That was before we trauma but i put it we have a jeep it's an Wrangler. older jeep it's, great. It's, a, it's an older jeep it's great a little best. bit a little bit wobbly not really i love her she's great thank thank i thank god for her um but i put her in four wheel low and we danced the dance of the jeep <laughs> down this hill yes because we were in first gear, in four wheel low, and we went a little bit here, uh, and a little bit here, and the brake, and we kept going a little bit. <laughs> and then we went a little bit here, uh, and we put on the brake, and we went a little bit. Okay? And I looked fun. at the bottom of the hill, and fun, I said, fun, fun. there's a guardrail there. So if the Jeep, and we got a really nice uh, a steel bumper that, on the front. Yeah, I was thinking that, unfortunately, if I turned sideways... It could get precarious, and I didn't think about the fact that it could tip if it hit nah, that. Nah, you wouldn't have been going enough. that fast, right? You don't think? Mm, I was, I was, I at the point comforted myself with the fact that it would just stop me. I hope you would have hit it head on so that the body would not have gotten damaged and just that steel no, there's bumper. Not well. Did you plan for that? Well, you obviously that was the goal if that had happened, but with the way it was going. If, as I was going down the hill and I put on the brake, you put on a brake 
and it goes like this. Well, our tires stick out. So what you could have planned for is you, you make the turn, right? And if something's going to skid into it, it's that back tire and would have kind of like bumpied a little bit. See, see how we're thinking? I this? was planning like a bunch. I was planning many things in my brain, and I literally for a second I was like. This is not that we don't know how to drive in the snow. This is, she was going down. It was a pet visit. We had to go visit some animals this morning. It's our job. So we do for money because this doesn't make us any money. Literally zero money makes us. Um, and so we had, we had to go there this morning and the hill is like, it's a very steep hill. It's almost vertical. If you stand straight, you'll bat the ground. Almost. <laughs> okay. Four to five inches in Dayton. So you guys got a big bunch of it too. So. Um, thank you, ladies all. I think uh, the Bengals are up last I looked. Yes, they are playing in, they're replaying DeMar the game. DeMar Hamlin's team. That DeMar, so they were playing a game when DeMar Hamlin died. And now they're going to replay the game. They're in Buffalo, New York I right now. I probably, what, what, are we in a quarter? What quarter are we in? I might, we might come back and watch it with Uncle Beans. Yeah, we might. We'll see. Okay. All right, you guys. We will see you later this week. Who knows when or how or why, but for sure on Friday at 6. God bless. Honestly, if I, when I was cold all along, no one's fault every day, so afraid, but you got my name.